There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort. Creativity. Visit Crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Look, man. Oh, I see. Wow. Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that culture? Yes. Goodness. Wow. Las culturistas. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. I have something to call out. Speaking of calling, let's call something out. Okay. Back with us in the studio. In, in, in a in a you know really getting his hands dirty today is hot producer Joe. It's almost like he's been too good for us no. lately. No, well the opposite. Oh, oh no, that's no, no. not so. I think what I think what I think the, the what's been happening lately, listeners, is that hot producer Joe, hot producer Alex will just poke their heads in and be like, "Hey, you guys, good? Okay, yeah, you guys, you guys good? We're gonna go do do whatever the fuck else we do with our lives." And I, they leave us with Will, who's wonderful. But, you know, it, it's not that Will is not family. It's just that, you know, you're family. And for you to abandon us, I would just be curious to see what the, what the listeners out there think about HPJ. HPJ has... Being distant. HPJ has just sort of been canonized in this way. And for him to just leave, leave. is unconscionable. Okay, well, we'll talk about this later. But listeners... It's irresponsible. It's irresponsible. Because what could, what could you don't know what we're going to say. Yeah. We're t- running amok. Anyway, listen, um, listen. Um, as award season heats up. Oh my god. Well, yes. I was please keep going. I'm I'm a little I'm a little like what? What is your I, what is I'm, your status right now? I'm I'm itching to talk about this. Okay. This is and we're all about to get an education too. Well, we truly are. Okay, so I was just saying as I came in here, I don't think I've ever been so gagged for the guest because mm. literally like and what I'm saying is I don't give a fuck about any we've had on the yeah, show. Sure, That's what I'm sure, saying. Sure. Uh-huh. No, but in addition, I have been on this gentleman's website since I since for like the past eleven years, and t- I'm gonna date myself mm-hmm. by saying, 
I think the first time I was like, I'm obsessed with this website was when there was full articles and like um, props being given to Kirsten Dunst's performance in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless yes. Mind. That's when I knew you were my number one. Oh my God. And you know why I always say Kirsten Dunst makes it look easy? Why? I got that from our guest. Because I was like, she does make it look easy. Especially in that movie. Completely underappreciated across the board for almost everything she's ever done. She is, and that character is integral to the plot. Huge. And, oh my God, and Kirsten was so good. And she and she did, and she played high and drunk really well. Remember? Yeah. Almost yeah, yeah, impossible yeah. to do. Makes it look easy. easy. And I will say, it's rule of culture number what? 14. 70. Oh, 1470. 1470 is Kirsten makes it look easy. And wow. we talked about this about the beguiled. I mean, I don't really understand why not in the conversation. I know. It kind of just seems, well, we could talk about this we because we have literally oh have the best God. person to talk about this with. Okay, this is um, this is someone who basically invented Oscar prognostication. Oh, well, I mean, well, we have to, uh, we would say what he says about that, but I love it. I think I, I think would that's like true. to say he invented it. Or just the the modern the modern sort of discourse he has he has he has created for this me space. yes yeah um what were well, that's his I'm starting the credits by the and, way and you know yes okay so ev- I want everyone to be logging on especially through the rest of the season and also of the Oscar season and of course all year round mm-hmm. I'm on it every day thefilmexperience.net I'm telling you it's the most um, in depth yep. film coverage um, I, I there's lots of websites out there you got your gold derby you got your awards daily yep. for you Oscar gays out there but um, this I think is the website with the most dimension yep. and, that cares the most it's um, for me you know I've nothing's nothing stuck with me in this way and I'm a recent convert as Matt yeah Lino, I know I, I got you into it you got me into it uh, especially this season this yeah. year um, and uh, he has the uh, accompanying podcast the film experience podcast yes so fun and uh, uh, he, he will release his upcoming <laughs> Film Bitch Awards. Huge so deal. this actually, I believe that Kirsten Dunst was a gold medalist in the Film Bitch Awards years ago for Eternal Sunshine. And I was like, yes, because no one is paying any attention to Kirsten. Absolutely. And also, the categories are amazing. You have like um, Hottest Hottie of the Year. Hottest Hottie. You have... Uh, uh, like uh, there's like a 15 or to 20 like best scenes of the year I, which Get I can't this. believe other I can't believe awards don't do Get this scenes. too. Yeah. yeah. So there's not only supporting categories right, but right, limited right. performance categories yes, like yes. someone that comes in and just slays one scene Right, honey. right, right, right. Like your who were we talking about last week? Um uh, oh, oh, Betty Betty Gabriel. Betty Gabriel. Get out. Oh my god. She slayed that one scene. I can't keep talking about this without him. Okay, so let's introduce our guest, Nathaniel, Nathaniel Rogers. Rogers. Hello. Hi, Nathaniel. Hello. Hi. <laughs> it is, first of all, listen, um, this is like a little atypical. We usually have like New York area comedians on, yes. but I feel like we're here to give everyone education in terms of how the award season shakes out. And it is our honor and the listener's honor to be listening to someone talk about this at length in depth and to have, to have Nathaniel here with yeah. us. So this is our privilege, just so you know. I'm very scared Don't to, be, to no. have to educate everyone. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Okay, because you know you what? Do it so uh, did you know you have stands? Did you know you have fans out there that are like um, really obsessed? Yes, I, I've been stopped in movie theaters. You have. And on the streets of yeah. other cities, but not not in New York so much. Okay, they? okay. So listen, um, I bet that people that see you in movie theaters know that you're cultivating an opinion that is then going to influence the masses. And so they feel like very nervous to see you. If I saw you in a movie theater, I think I would just leave you alone. No, they're like, what did you think of that? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, see? yeah. They, they want, you know, the scoop. They want the scoop. They, they want to know scoop. what's going to... So, listen, so are you in uh, the Broadcast Film Critics Association? Or... I am, yeah. So you got to vote for the recent awards. Yes. How are you feeling about how it shook out? 
Well, I'm always a little nervous about that show because Mm -hmm. it's one of those things you want to be like proud of it since you're a member, but you're always like a little like, "Mm, I'm sorry to everyone. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you have a direct line to it in some ways. Yeah. 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 Uh, But you don't get to really decide on a lot of like the rules and they're constantly changing their categories, which is Mm -hmm. a little embarrassing because consistency is key. Oscar Mm -hmm. is the king Mm -hmm. or the queen. Right, right. Because it's been the same. Right. So well, even, relatively. Relatively. Yeah. But, like, you know, 90 years now, right. like, you have to, in order to have that power and that heft, you have to be an institution. Right, right. of course. So, yeah, so I think, uh, I guess we could say the big winner of the Broadcast Film Critics Awards, but now they're just called the Critics' Choice Awards, right? Yes, Critics' Choice Awards. Okay. mainstream, um, The Shape of Water. Shape of Water and, uh, yeah, Shape of Water and I, and the snub of the night was Lady Bird, just across Walked away all with, sectors. With, with nothing. With nothing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Shape of Water, which like I guess, and I think, and, and just reading, reading Nathaniel's site, reading Film Experience, um, like, like it's, I guess, I guess, like it, its chances are just even higher now to win West Best it's Picture because sort of, of this genre thing, and it's because it's. Well, I don't wh- know. yeah. Where is your head at right now about what the front runner is to win Best Picture? Because it feels all over the place, but also we feel like it's kind of centering in on maybe two or three movies. Like where where do you think it's at right now? Well, it's very confusing right now because yeah. people are. It's in this war of like the old and the new. Like I think at some point someone's going to write a book, maybe me, <laughs> but somebody. I think you is going to write yeah. a book like uh, Mark Harris, who I love, mm-hmm. um, Pictures at a Revolution, which is about 1967, and how the Oscars and and the movie culture was shifting mm-hmm. that yes. year was like a pinpoint pivotal year. And I think that's going to be written at some point about this time period. Be- I with, agree. In the context of like Weinstein stuff and right, correct? Maybe. maybe well, because everything seems to be shifting, not just in the culture of Hollywood. Right. Hopefully, we yes. don't we don't know the fallout of that. Yeah, right. we really don't. Um, but the types of movies that are nominated, like absolutely, in uh, Moonlight, that would not have been a Best Picture winner ten no. years before that. No. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then this year, maybe Get Out. Maybe I, I think it really could. I think it stands a chance. Because I think right now what you're seeing with with all the awards bodies that have kind of decided, they're all, I feel like Get Out is what you get when you combine all these different things and you get a result. Sure, you know what I mean? Sure. I think that across the board, everybody and every that does something in regards to film, actors, writers, directors, I think people that work in terms of like behind the scenes and everything like that, I think everyone has a respect for Get Out. And now, but that makes it confusing because how does a movie win Best Picture? I know that there's something to do with like everyone having it be their favorite movie or listing it as number one on a ballot. Like it's yeah, very it, complicated. It's not a straight vote, which yeah. it used to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's a little confusing. Like maybe La La Land would have won right. last year if, if it, it was a straight, straight vote. vote. Yeah. But what happens is you get um, points for being number one and then points for being number two and all that. So if you're a divisive movie now, it's actually harder right. Right, to win the top prize. Right. Because not every, like, Best Actress isn't ranked. Right. It's, just, right. Like, it's not ranked. No. It's just, like, you're, whoever vote. gets the most number of votes. Yep. Uh, really but Best Picture is ranked, so, you know, if, if some, if Lots of people hate you. Even if the most people loved you, you're not going to win. That's so interesting. interesting. I like what's like what's an example of that this year of a the, divisive movie. Well, that's in the run. What I mean, do you think? Uh, three billboards. Three, three billboards. billboards. 
It's true. It, I think hate. it is the most divisive movie of the yeah. year in terms of the awards conversation, and you really see a backlash now. I think people, once they started, once sites started reporting, well, you know, it's now the front runner after Golden Globes, or that's how it feels. I think people immediately started to feel like, oh, we don't want that to be which the front was, runner, which was sort of the La La Land narrative last year, Definitely. a little bit, right? And it's so interesting. I like like you read up on all the all of the three billboards backlash, and it's like some people are pointing out how. Um, Toronto, like just at Toronto, it did so well. But mm-hmm. like that just speaks to how, like, homogenous of a of a body like that festival is. It's just like, oh, it's like a bunch of white people who like think it's like a feel good, like it thinks it's like a nice little yeah. racial salve or whatever. And, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? It's yeah, like no, absolutely, that it, is the criticism. And then it's like, oh, but then you release that to like a general audience, and they're like, wait a minute, this is weird and stupid. And I think that's why I personally am going to go out on a limb and give Get Out the edge to win because I do think that people are going to say, fuck it, I mean, that was my favorite movie. Yeah. I, I, I think. If you, yeah. had to, if you had to predict now, what are we saying? Now, I would maybe say Shape of Water. Yeah. Okay. Just, just because it's not divisive sure right like even people like me like i don't love it yeah but i definitely don't dislike it right and it would and it it's fine uh-huh. in every yeah. ways it, do, it doesn't upset me yeah <laughs> you know i'm not i wouldn't rank it last on a ballot right sure. right, 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 right it's a crowd pleaser in in that way where it's like there's nothing to really hate um, wait uh, although unless... although it hasn't really caught on with the public yeah if you look at the box right. office it's kind of like Below Lady Bird, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, below Three Billboards, right, right, right. Um, I was talking, I was talking to someone about this, and you know what I hate? What do you hate? This is what I hate about Shape of Water. Tell us what you hate. They gave Octavia just nothing. Shit line. They nothing. Well, to be honest half with you, her, they never give her much. I know, but especially in this movie. I mean, in this film, though, half of her lines are Eliza. Like, you, you know what I mean? It's, I would, I will hate it if she's nominated. Because I'm I'm sorry, but there's other performances that we're not even talking about. Like I will bring up Kirsten again. <laughs> like there's just it seems like there's other like for I'm I'm sorry, but Get Out doesn't work without Allison Williams' performance. No, you're right. And, and I've heard people say she's good in that movie and good in Girls the same way as January Jones is good in Mad Men, like no, fully by no, accident. No, not at all, not at all, not at all. But I don't think that's true. No, 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 no. So no, no, no. I just think. And I just think like <laughs> that's such a that's such an insulting thing. Like that January Jones is good in Mad no, Men by well, accident. She is that, she not? Which is sort of correct, but to to level that on someone else and be like, well, Allison Williams is just it's just the a January fluke. Jones of the it's, year. <laughs> it's just like what a fluke. Like that's that's yeah. But the way. thing is, I think that would be such a ex- more exciting nomination than like. <sighs> I hate to do this, but like Octavia, Octavia. for doing nothing yeah. and Mary J for doing nothing. Oh, I haven't seen my bound yet. She does nothing. Okay. Um, do see, you agree she does nothing? <laughs> well, but she does it so resonantly. Yeah. <laughs> she does nothing so beautifully. That is, which is January Jones. She certainly looks good in like sunglasses and a hat. She does. She and does. She, and she, her, uh, like her best scene in the whole movie yeah. is when, Carrie Mulligan's very upset, but when is Carrie Mulligan not, not upset? She's always got to be in some sort of anguish on like she's a one. Incensed. It's at least on a six or seven out of ten. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. But they're like clenching and embracing. <laughs> yeah. And Mary J. Blige is perfect in that scene. There's okay, all these yeah. levels of like, yes, I'm giving you comfort, but why do I have to give you comfort? Oh yeah, oh, that's wow. true. You know what? It's just surprising. It's like one of those things at the end of the year where you're like, huh. They've been appearing on every list. Or, mm. like, this is something that's a thing. Or that, like, oh, this person is not on every list. So, similar to that. Like, for example, 
why Holly Hunter and not Ray Romano? Um, you've just said it by saying their names. <laughs> I mean, and Ray there Romano. you go, bitch. <laughs> Ray Romano and is so there good. You go. I love Th- Ray But Romano. the thing is, though, you can't take Ray Romano. Like, Ray Romano at no point in his life is doing a mute performance and winning an Oscar. You know what and I mean? And neither is Holly. Yes, she is, bitch. You Wait. didn't see the piano. Oh, I didn't see it. You yeah. must see the piano. I thought you were talking about, like, uh, f- fucking Sally and or something. No, like, no, oh. honey. And also... <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm not a I just don't I don't get Sally Hawkins really. I don't think she's got star quality. But wow. anyway, that's a whole other can of worms. Okay. Okay. So listen, I just think Romano actually it's a more versatile performance uh-huh. than Holly Hunter's. I think Holly Hunter's performance is great. And I liked it even more the second time I watched The Big Sick. But I was like even more impressed with Ray Romano the second time. Right, I because, was like because it just Holly, feels Yeah. Because Holly Hunter's whole thing. Well, go ahead. But that might not be that might be the surprise factor, which is also key in Oscar races. True. Yeah. Like okay. when an actor you're not expecting anything from. Yeah. Like January Jones. Exactly. <laughs> like I mean, January if she were to is... get an Oscar nomination, that would be wild. And it would happen if she was really good in a movie because people sure would be would. like, "Wow, wow yeah. January." Let me tell you, it sure would. Well, she's doing a great job of level setting and of just being like. I'm not. I'm not going to be good at this. What the fuck surprising. is she doing right now, January? I don't do you know? know. I have no clue. Did I tell you the last Nathaniel, thing I do saw? You know? Do you know what January uh, was? I doing? don't, and I was a huge fan of her on <laughs> Mad Men. Look, look, I actually <laughs> look, love great. her too. I love her on Mad Men too. But once you see her in like X Men, that mo- X movie, oh, and she yeah. plays like whatever Miss Frost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you're Frost. like this bitch is only like, come on, like she's sure, 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 sure. I mean. Yeah, but Mad Men, she Amazing. gave you but also what she, she meant to give you. She, she definitely. And there's also a scene in Mad Men, which I, I'm, I'm a January Jones apologist half the time for this reason. Do you remember? You were a big Mad Men fan. You always covered Mad yes, Men. I loved it so much. I loved your analysis of Mad Men because Mad Men was very cinematic. Of course. And, uh, famously. So, famously so. <laughs> but there's a scene where um, she thinks she's going to model again. And they come over and they're like, actually, mm, you're not. And we're going to need to take that necklace. And she's like, oh, okay. And they take the necklace off her and her eyes just fill with tears. I, I was like, that. she's giving you everything in that scene. Sure, sure, sure. And then also, I think it was like the finale of the season three. And she's was she like, and Don are fighting? She's gonna, they're about to fight. And yeah. she's like, I want to scream at you. And it was just like, yeah, you're so uncomfortable expressing yourself, and un- and so such a child that like, it just it was such an effort for her to even say the words that she felt. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe she was good, Nathaniel. Maybe you're right. Fine. And she's amazing on that show. Although I will hold it against her forever. Yeah. And not uh, Betty Draper, not sure, not January Jones. But sometimes you hold it against an actor 100%. when they're playing the character. When they're playing a monster, yes, absolutely. No, where I mean... she dissed Joan Crawford. In the show, in yeah. the best of everything, saying Joan Crawford wasn't even human, and I was very riled up. Wow, yeah. and that's upset. all it took. I'm not saying that's all it took. I don't mean to minimize that, but I mean, I unfortunately hold it against Peggy Olson that Elizabeth Moss is a Scientologist. Oh, that's so what an interesting, <laughs> what a, what a nice inversion. Yeah, yeah, yeah or I reversal do that. or whatever. Um, no, but I mean, look, I just, I just had my my SAG, I, I voted. And I did something that I would like your take on. <laughs> I voted without seeing everything. You say no. This is not good. Lump of coal in your Lump stocking. Lump of coal. <laughs> I didn't. I'm not seeing three billboards. That's. I can see it anytime because the screener is sitting there. But it's just that kind of movie where I'm like, I don't want to watch this. 
But it's it's entertaining, I will say. Mm. I found it entertaining, and my first response of walking out of the theater was, oh, like, what what a fun way for Martin McDonough to do, like, Coen Brothers drag. Okay. But then, like... But then, like you think about this, this you know Sam Rockwell's redemption arc, and you're like, oh, actually, that was kind of fucked up. Well, so. that, that's the thing is he's such a muscular writer, yeah. that he can get away with a lot until after the fact, and you're like, yeah, wait, that's yeah. exactly what happened. <laughs> Upon right, right. examination, you're like, hold on, wait, I was really on board for this too. Also, shame on me. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Um, Oh my god! I feel like we should pull up the prediction index, but maybe not. I mean, I would. We should do that. I would say. Well, I just want to ask you flat out, like, it, it, without taking off the prognosticator cap, what what have you really enjoyed this year? Not to spoil the film bitch awards, which are uh, yes. forthcoming, or your top ten, which you have not released this right, year. Right, right, right. But can you talk about like? <laughs> yeah, this is true. Okay, so the I'm tea feeling will be so much guilt about that right <laughs> no, now. I mean, but well, I'm so late. That's okay. That's okay. I will say this: whenever you are late on the film bitch awards, I get really mad <laughs> like whenever like I see a category is not full or like sometimes just the blocks will be like yellow uh, silver and bronze uh, or whatever I'll be like oh, well what is it so like I need to know sure like, it's get, called a life I have I know, a life to lead I, I, a life. I just unfortunately don't and like need that information life is what happens in between the film bitch awards <laughs> it's um, true that's it's a rule true. of culture but what are you liking I mean like what are you most excited to see get recognition uh, well, this is this is the happy ending of the year. Mm-hmm. The Lady Bird got so much, absolutely, because yes. I wasn't expecting it. Right, and yeah. I love the movie. It's I think it's terrific, amazing from start to finish. Yep. Every and I feel like Greta took, not that she needed it from other people, but Twentieth Century Women was yeah. oh, my yeah. favorite movie which you from did, last yeah, famously year. Famously ranked at number one for last year, mm-hmm. which I mm-hmm. sort of agree with. I liked it very much. I liked and it a little bit more than Moonlight, but yeah. All yeah. of that humanism from that yeah. and from Mike Mills' movies and from her performances, you can feel her as an actor yeah. within the movie even though she's not in it, right. which is amazing. She has a presence She's really got a, such a strong POV. I think the scene of the year oh, you're, me, He's obsessed with this I'm scene. obsessed with this. I, I just think that nobody has gotten across... Um, Coming the, out. This coming out, kind of the panic, and th- especially the kind of like regional, like how you feel in that type of like area, than that scene where Lucas Hedges breaks down to mm-hmm. Saoirse. I mean, that was it caught me by such surprise. I it, it just like I felt myself rise out of my seat and my just eyes fill with tears. It was. I felt more seen by that as a gay person than any moment of Call Me By Your Name. Wow, big. Okay, and... And I like Call Me By Your Name. And you know what line keeps bouncing around, like, resounding in my head, echoing in my brain, is Saoirse saying, You're gay. Remember that? The way she says that in in that scene? Yeah. You're You're gay. gay. I don't know. There's something about that. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I just think that scene doesn't happen by accident. That scene happens because there's an amazing director Mm -hmm. directing incredible material. I think that it would be such a crime, and I don't think it'll happen now, but if she's to miss out on Best Director nomination... I'm so worried about that. You must worry, because it's happened so many times. Right. But but I feel like... Because what, Voting ended what, this week? Two days uh, ago. Uh, two, two days, days ago, ago yeah. yeah. So I, and I feel like just in that window after the Golden Globes and, and, and before the, the, the due date, I feel like well, maybe I, it got a boost. I agree. But, I, right. I agree, but what I'm still nervous about is... Uh, they don't vote as a monolith and that's exactly. what people forget every year exactly yeah. it's just individual people you know this thing that just happened that I just have to talk about because I'm so mad about Please. it the Mark Wahlberg oh yeah, 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 thing yeah. With the pay, I wanted to talk about this yes. the pay disparity mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. Michelle Williams 
So, you know, he donated his sure, extra sure, sure. salary. Congrats, Mark. <laughs> Good that's, job. That's what I said I wanted him to do was exactly what he did, donate it to the fund. Which is nice, yeah. but anyway. It, it's it's nice and it's great. I'm sure they could use the money. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But also he's getting credit for it when he only did no. it because he was pressured right. into it. Exactly. It's getting it's not. So I'm thinking idea. Mark Wahlberg's b- ballot, he's not going to be like, hmm, which women can I honor this year? Yeah. You know, that's not the way... People think individually. Yeah. We all have our own opinions. and I also was going to, I was thinking like, you know, post the Globes, it felt like, oh, now we're definitely going to see a lot of um, women nominated at the, at the Oscars. Like, we will see Greta. But also, you know, some people might have voted a little early. Some people aren't waiting until the last day to cast their ballots. I mean- sure. I didn't wait for to to vote for SAG, and like I should have because I didn't see everything. I just knew who I wanted. Mm-hmm. Some people might have just known who they wanted and voted already, and also, and you know, they they weren't affected by the Oprah speech and Barbara shaming everyone and Natalie Portman dropping <laughs> the mic. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like they they weren't maybe necessarily moved by that because they didn't wait. Sure, but and they maybe don't read everything online exactly. like the yeah. rest of us do who <laughs> devour culture. Exactly. Right. Except for the film experience, they probably read yeah, they, they probably, probably read, read that one. They probably read it. <laughs> Have you, do you ever hear from people, um, like when you you interview many actors, I just saw you did an act, uh, interview with Jamie Bell. Oh yeah, who I love so much. Oh yeah, I mean, what, what a, a dream. What a cutie. Yeah. What a dream. Is he, are he and Evan Rachel still together? No. No, he is uh, now with uh, Kate Mara. Oh, oh, okay. I love Kate Mara. Interesting, interesting. You didn't made a face like you don't like Kate. I, Mara. I have no real opinion on Kate. I've, I've, I've I never saw House. Of, I, I never watched House. Of I Pirates like or anything. Kate, and here's how I know I like Kate because I was in despair when she, spoiler alert, got fucked up by that subway in House of Cards. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I, do. I didn't even watch the show, and I felt despair about that. Oh yeah, no, it was despairing <laughs> to watch, especially because it came out of nowhere. This is when House of Cards was at the peak. Right, right, right. It used to be legit good. Right. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price, so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yes. We're all going together, the Lost Cold family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey. 
Try new bubbly bursts. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's Chime.com forward slash culturistas. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. You know, but one of the toughest things about decorating my apartment has been getting things framed. Finding a place that will custom frame all my beautiful art pieces that I have without breaking the bank has been close to impossible. But then I found FrameBridge. I found FrameBridge too. FrameBridge makes it easy to get anything framed at an affordable price. Easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a FrameBridge retail store, upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging. Or visit one of their 20 plus retail stores. FrameBridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I love going into the brick and mortar locations. I've got one here in Brooklyn and they're so sweet. They can give you inspiration for where you want get framed. I went in and I was like, I'm going to get my Chromatica ball bracelet framed. And they helped me. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I have so many memories I need framed and put upon the wall. And uh, they have a curated selection of frame styles with design experts right on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame for you. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Um, so, uh, Matt, you were asking, do you, does, does Nathaniel hear from Yeah, I was asking, or? do you ever hear, um, back, maybe catch a little flack or, like, ever hear from someone that, uh, that kind of, like, was like, oh my god, I can't believe it? Like, what's the kind of blowback or, you know, positive stuff, like, any memories or stuff like that? Um, the, the most blowback I ever got was from Jennifer Lawrence's publicist. Thank <laughs> god! Okay, go on. Okay, wow. No, but this was Winter's Bone time period. Oh, wow. so early before Jennifer was even like a thing thing. Oh, yeah. definitely. And it was about a little caption I put under a photo. <laughs> oh my god, no. Which I'm not even proud of now, but I was just uh I was just trying to be funny. <laughs> which sometimes backfires if you're not a comic. Oh. I think you're so funny. It's <laughs> Come like, on. I think give you're yourself so some funny. credit. What was the caption? I'm so embarrassed to say no, now say in it. this year of the women. I, <sighs> and so I was I was listing like each woman and, and like saying like doctor or whatever whatever the the, the dress yes. spoke to me. Yes, 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 yes. But it was in tiny little print because it was uh-huh. the caption. And when it came to Jennifer's, it just said expensive call girl. What? <laughs> Honestly, though, they, that they put her in that they red put dress her for in a that reason. red dress because and and she. She did the hourglass fig. I mean, she deliberately. She was giving. She calls you, it the bathing suit dress. Yes, she was giving you Molly's game, <laughs> which I have 
<laughs> the Cinemax see. version of Jennifer Lawrence before we even knew who Jennifer yeah, Lawrence was. Yeah, of course. Actually. Of course. And also, you would have thought she took herself super seriously at the time. Sure. Which and maybe she still does. And so her publicist... They said... they called me and said, I think that's a misogynistic thing to say, which hurt my feelings, of course, because I love women. Yeah, yeah, you are an actrosexual. Yes. Yes. Um, But also, that's on them for putting stigma on sex work, so. There you go, bitch. Because I was going to say, you didn't even... You didn't even ask me if I thought call girls were awesome or not. Yeah, I, yeah. Call Honestly, girl. I hope you typed that right back. I, I hope you sent an email. <laughs> I, I, I can feel from you that it was definitely like, I'm so deeply sorry. But I hope you had said, well, just so you know, I find I've nothing. met some call girls who earn their millions <laughs> and go on to become... <laughs> Philanthropist. And, and also it shouldn't be illegal. <laughs> exactly. And There's no stigma. No stigma. Wow. But I will say most of the time when I hear from people, it's positive. Good. Good. Great. But And I, I want to say this out to any actor, mm-hmm. working actor out there. We are listening to. It's amazing when someone writes you to thank you for something you wrote. Yes. When... Like when it's happened to me, it's usually a non-famous person. Mm-hmm. Okay, but like I'll be shouting someone out. This yeah. is an example; it didn't happen, but uh, like the type of performance exactly like you brought up earlier, Betty Gabriel, yes. Gabriel yeah. in Get Out. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when I see a performance like that, that's amazing, and no people don't know their name. Mm-hmm. Right. I mm-hmm. always make sure to mention the actor's name. That's great. That's awesome. And sometimes you hear back every once in a while. Everyone. Nice. Well, I will say this. What's so? And I talked about this on the last episode, but I watched Get Out again. Uh-huh. So I and isn't I, it isn't it so much fun the second time? Fantastic! It's I showed, everything it, to, makes I showed sense. it to my parents too, and my yeah, dad yeah. really liked it. My mom was falling asleep, uh, but she falls asleep for everything. Sure, sure, sure. But my dad really liked it, and I knew he would. And I, I was um, watching it again. Just those performances are impossible to give. There's it's such an ask of an actor to do that. For me, it's just so disappointing. And you talk about this uh, when the SAG nominations come out, when they don't give a nomination and not for everyone, someone who shares a, a title card. For someone who shares a title shares card. The bill. So yeah. for everyone out there, that's like saying, you know, just to say, like th- th- with this movie, it's like, of course, you know, they list all the actors and then it says, and Catherine Keener. And then every person that they haven't listed, like the first seven so like names, L- has L- to like share Lil a Rel, title card. Betty Gabriel, like those those folks. And these actors, Lil Rel and Betty Gabriel, two, you know, performances that pivot the film, yep. don't get to share in that ensemble nomination. Mm-hmm. What what do you think is with that, and will it change? Like, or, and what do you think is going on in the heads of people if they know this is true, and then put put them on a title card with three other people? What well, is it? Oh, that's why I've been such a crusader about this. Yeah. every year I write about this because it makes me so angry. Yes, and I was I interviewed um, uh, my my brain's. Corey Stoll. Corey oh, Stoll. Corey Stoll. Oh. Who was so amazing in Midnight in Paris, that oh, Woody yeah. Allen movie. Yes. And I think that's, I think his performance is a prime example of why they even got the SAG ensemble nomination. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And he was on the second, with Woody Allen movies, it works different mm-hmm. because everybody's listed together. Right. But if right. they, but if it's a big cast, they get a second page and the second page is not listed. So <gasps> SAG has all these rules about it and all of the rules suck. They are, they do suck. Also because they're, when Orange is the New Black wins, you see a hundred girls walk up on the stage. Meanwhile, like, get out, like, they have an ensemble of, what, 12? And you're only going to see seven people. Sure. You know what I mean? It's They'll crazy. probably bring them up on stage, I'm I guessing. I would imagine, yes. Yeah. But they still don't actually get the a actual statue. statue. It's just stupid. Unless they pay, like, $150 or something, maybe. 
I think like in terms of like, I think that's how Emmys work sometimes. It's well, like, literally, if you win an Emmy, you do have to pay for it. Right, right, right. That, which I think actually, you yeah, do. I, I'm almost positive this is a thing across the board. Any hardware that you win at all, you pay for, mm. and you pay to get it engraved and everything like that. You are an Oscar winner in that you won the Oscar, but to actually take it home, even the biggest movie stars, you have to pay like a couple hundred bucks to have it like engraved and everything. It's like when you get a class ring. You know what I mean? And like, it's $400. And you're like, oh, God, I have to get a class ring. I mean, it's a class ring. And then you wear it exactly one time. And uh, I just want everyone to know that I never bought into just that class ring bullshit. So there's some people who just. Uh, see I did. That. Um, so anyway. Um, uh, yeah, but with the, I, I, I agree. And and I feel like SAG does that weird thing where it's like you're, you're only voting from like this already curated pool of nominees. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not like right, like isn't well. There's, a, there's the nominating right? committee. The nominating they committee. choose a couple random thousand people or whatever, right? And then they decide: do they do like the sliding scale? What, like how do they like? No, I think it's a straight vote for them. Vote. Yeah. yeah, and then based on what they've decided, then everybody votes. Sure, sure, sure. Got to tell you, it was so hard to vote for the television awards. So as in Critics Choice Awards, did you also vote for the TV stuff? I don't actually. Oh, oh. they originally had two separate awards bodies, mm-hmm. and then they combine them and you know they're following the Golden Globes model so now Ah. it's like Critics Choice Movie and Television Awards but there's actually two separate bodies there's the Broadcast Film Critics Association and the Broadcast Television Journalists Association. I see, I see. So without being, uh, actually be as shady as you want, what'd you think of their television selections? (laughs) (laughs) Well they were just rubber stamping the Emmy and Globe Choices. They truly were. They truly were. So so who won again? But I'm okay with rubber stamping if it means Nicole Kidman and uh, Alexander Skarsgård Oh so you know famously I always said ballot in my hand, gun to my head I'll vote for Reese Witherspoon. I did and I did vote for Nicole. (gasps) Wow for sag yeah i just thought about her like shivering on the ground like i thought about her doing those scenes like how, that and i was like so i don't know that to me is like real achievement and also like the conversation it started like of course sure. big little lies started as a whole but you know it was really that performance that everyone was talking about yeah. at the end and i thought to the place she had to go i really respected that and as an actor i thought that would be really challenging t- for me to do whereas Reese, I think, is just giving you Reese a, a plus Reese you, with a spoon performance, sure, which, which is enough for me usually. It's it's but, enough for you for Reese to shout. Uh, what does she What does she say to that crossing guard? I've been here longer. You haven't. Uh, yeah, what, what, yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, you're new here. You're new. I'm, I'm not. not. Yeah, that's the line. So, um, there's just it's so good. <laughs> She's great in that. Yeah. And I, I even though you know I'm a major Nicole Kidman. Yes, 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 you are. Yes. Which I which I appreciate. Uh, deeply. But I I feel for Reese a little bit every mm-hmm. time because that is one of her very best performances. Absolutely, absolutely. But you know what? I, but she's I, got that Oscar. She's fine. I mean, they, they all she's do. She's got the and Oscar, but you know. I do think I do want to keep going on Nathaniel's list of his favorite movies. Of this yeah, year. yeah, yeah. Okay, so not um, necessarily his top ten because that's coming. Yeah, that's but for talk, readers, talk to but. us. Like, what, what's in your heart? You're passionate about this year. Uh, well, uh, we already said Lady Bird. Lady Get Bird. out. Yes. Yeah, um, absolutely. I'm a huge fan of the French movie BPM. Beats which per I minute. missed. Which I missed when it was out in in, in the city. And like I, you know, I haven't gone. Any any screeners? Yeah, we were told by our friend that it was great. Oh my god! And somehow it did not really win big at Cannes. Right. Yeah. But Pedro Almodovar through the through the grapevine, Uh I've heard that he wanted that to win. Really? But members of his jury at Cannes were 
all about the square, the Swedish Oscar submission. I see. So okay. maybe there was a little argument. Who knows? Right. Sure, sure, I sure. love a behind-the-scenes <laughs> Almodovar <laughs> argument. Um, no. So BPM is actually not 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 uh, in. In, in question for foreign language It's already film? been kicked out because you know Why? that for foreign language film they narrow it down to nine before it becomes the five nominees. So I it wasn't see. even in the top nine for people. Which upset me greatly. Yeah. Because sure. it's amazing. I hear there's there's like such a truthfully depicted uh, sex scene. When and I for some I was just reading about this and I was like oh I have to go see this not because it's like smutty but not, not because I have any of my own smutty thoughts but just because it's like oh I I need to see that yeah I mean we we were told that it was great so also isn't isn't first they uh, first they kill my father that Angelina Jolie movie movie that's also not that in also fell off the list too so interesting wow. There's hmm. always drama, which we'll never hear about for right, that category, sure. because yeah. they have executive committees, they have nominating committees, How they have all these interesting. things. interesting. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. As, okay, so what? what is the most bullshit, esoteric thing about uh, the Academy? Like, in your opinion, just having followed this all these years, what would you say is your most, is your biggest gripe? What's with the qualm? It? Yeah, what's the biggest qualm? Um, there's so many. I know. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's a lot but, of bullshit. Come on. But one of the qualms is that you don't have to, sorry, you don't have to see the things before voting. Right. Of course. <laughs> Look, I get it. No, read me to felt for it. I mean, honestly, I deserve it. Um, Irresponsible. So, so that's a that's one of the problems. Uh-huh. Another one is that, uh, like, the consistency. You know, I'm a big on consistency. You yeah. have to be the same every year so that people can value you as a tradition. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I don't understand why makeup and hairstylists are so disrespected they only get three nominees and everybody else gets five you're right it's so wild also (sighs) sometimes they do that with original song too they'll just decide more but they did yeah Yeah, they they did for a little while there um what's it at now now what's does it get back up to five okay great it's five but then sometimes there you can't even think of five songs from (laughs) movies like it's getting so weird it's not like back in the day where my heart will go on was also a mainstream hit right you know what i mean now it's like I looked at the list of potential nominees, and it was like the Taylor Swift song from Fifty Shades Darker. Oh, and I was sure, like, sure, sure. no thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might mean she's 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 doing. She an might Oscar become an Oscar nominee, bitch. <laughs> like I would say, no thanks. Yeah, sure, sure. But when sure. Sam Smith won an Oscar, I gave up on that category forever. Actually, wow, that was traumatic. <laughs> traumatic, <laughs> especially since it followed that. I, I don't want to give throw shade because I'm not a singer, but he was off key the whole performance. It and then he rough. won the Oscar. Right. It was rough, and also and for him to win over Gaga. For him to win over Gaga after literally their fists are in the air, and she like, brings out all these campus assault victims. You're like campus rape assault, sexual assault victims. Yes. You're like, what a moment! Like what a. It was also a much better song. So much better. And also Diane not, Warren, Diane Warren, wrote, wrote who it. is overdue, right? Never won an Oscar, never, never. Won. never. And she's in, in like seven, eight nominations. True, like many, oh many. Can and also believe? the writer of so many classic songs yeah. from films. That's fucking Sam Smith, and then just saying <sighs> that he was he was the first fucking winner. Oh my god, <laughs> what a fucking horrible. The first hor- gay man to win an Oscar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That oh is so funny. What a perfect shitstorm of bullshit. I don't know. So that was that. I think because that happened, they read the wrong name of the best picture winner. Like karmically, the, the, whole, the whole universe was thrown off, and nothing good could happen. It was a, butter, from that it was a butterfly on. effect from that. I do yeah. think so. I wow. do think so. Wow! 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 But for me, it's like 
Tell me, tell me some insight about this because I think it's getting better. But I think the biggest bullshit thing about the academy is like the actual makeup of the academy well, being sure, sure, so sure. one thing. It's so white and so male and so straight. But they've they've actually like those initiatives they set in place. They've really been changing. It. Oh, that's right. Good. That's good. So they like the it's expanded already from like six thousand to I think nine thousand members. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. All in the past like few years. Wow. wow. Huh. And when you see the list, there's still like a lot of you know, white men right, <laughs> brought into right. the academy every year, but there's it's like a much much larger percentages, and mm-hmm. the, the balance is much different in the new members. Yeah, sure. I did notice that there seemed to be a lot more young people, young women, and mm. more people of color every year on the list, which yes. does mean that there's a concerted effort, right? Um, which counts for something. Yeah, but I this is I think I might have found this out from your site, and this is something I cite a lot: the average age of a best actress. Oscar winner is 29 or it was the year Natalie Portman won it, it is still and correct yes, wow. I, I posted that people did not believe me and I'm like girl I did the research he's yeah. done the work and what is it for men best actor uh, there was not an exact like the, the most best actresses had won at 29 the men there was a few different age it, right. but it was basically a range in your 40s or late 30s right 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 thing. and so, this is and I think this is what you th- this just goes goes to um what you are saying about Timothy mm-hmm. is that his chances are kind of all over the place because just they're not gonna they're not gonna really like reward someone so young, especially because you make an excuse which is they have their whole career ahead of them. Right, um, but it's, but it's like know. why doesn't that apply to the fucking the the new it girls every year? You know, like that's they just because they because they'd rather see them on stage looking good. Right, I th- I think that's what it. You might have even been the one that said this, but or it's what I maybe it's what I pulled from it. But it's <laughs> men that they see themselves in and their other friends and women that they want to fuck. Listen, I kn- I knew speaking of men that you know the issues that that men bring to looking at other men. Yes. Right, um, I knew Michael Fassbender was not going to be nominated for. Sh- shame in the year that he wasn't nominated right. which everybody else predicted mm-hmm. and I'm like bitch I sat at those tables and <laughs> yeah. I heard the <laughs> academy members because I go to all these luncheons right. Yeah, right. Right. I heard them talking the only thing they would ever talk about is his penis really interesting so and, it, yeah. so it was, these, and these, were, these were men yeah okay it was not in a like wow what a penis it, way, was, it yeah. was like a yeah, it wasn't well, like, his penis was certainly in the film <laughs> it, it was, was just <laughs> like they were obsessed with it yeah. and I think I think wow. they were Put off obsessed with it. Uh, like, I get it. Yeah, no, and I'm I like, get they're it. not going to nominate him. It's all these men. Yeah. yeah, and that that was an indicator for you. You you were like, oh, this this re- inverted male gaze of like, or just invert. It's still the male gaze of just like, oh, a penis. No, well, it was like that. Would like like you clocked that at that point. Yeah, I did probably. not predict him. Everybody else did. I'm like, it's not going to happen. I, yeah. I, I I heard. And then when George Clooney introduced him with that whole like, you know, like talking about his like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like his penis as a golf club or something. Uh-huh. It was so weird. It was at the Globes. Do you guys remember this? I think I do. And but like, I feel like I'm always like, oh, they're drunk. It's the Globes. Right, but like, right. it can't have like hung in the air as a nice thing. <laughs> hung right. in the air. To sure, use a sure, sure. Little joke. Oh um, wow. But also, like, it's this thing that happens all the time, which I hate, which is happening again this year. You know, not saying he's not deserving, but Gary Oldman is oh, gonna... is, is known as overdue. And so, like, when they feel like they've messed up before, HPJ's shaking his goddamn head. He doesn't <laughs> think that he doesn't think Gary Oldman deserves it, do you? No. Who no. would you vote for, Timothy? Because the only because according to Nathaniel in, in the prediction index, the only two locks for best actor are Timothy and Gary. Correct? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, great. And then the other three are. I voted for Daniel Kaluuya for best actor. And then and then and then I guess the other big for contenders SAG. are Daniel well, Lewis and then oh sorry. Yeah, well no, because it's very it's it's up sort of air. up in the air. Yeah, like I think a lot of them have a really really good shot. I just don't want to say they're locked. Well, sure, exactly. because there's more than three of them besides yes. Timothy and Carrie. Mm-hmm, <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. And I don't like. I think Daniel. Kalu is probably safe. Right. Yeah, I think so. But I the other three, it's like sure. I don't Which know. is Daniel Day Lewis, um Tom Hanks. Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Who the what the fuck is going on with the post? I don't know. I don't know. And the then, post is all over the place. Yeah. I yeah. was I, I likened it uh, today to like a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> and you're climbing the roller coaster and everybody's like, it's gonna win everything. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then as soon as you start descending, people are screaming, It's losing everything. Yeah, wow. yeah. It's yeah. like this very like Although when it comes to Best Actress, like, Frances, Yawn, sort of. I just feel like we've seen it a million times. I know, but that whole movie, I was, like, so not on board with the post until it's that shot that, like, just, like, goes in on Meryl and she's on the phone and she's like... Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go, let's go, let's, yeah, let's do it. We should do it. We should. It was. I mean, it's. I'm not. I'm. I'm butchering it, but it's. I mean, that was when I like the whole movie came together for me. And I was like, wow, mm-hmm. and it was thrilling. And yeah. so I feel like Francis never really gave you that. You need. There needs to be. Look, I, 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 know I think so that Francis McDormand is incredible. Incredible. Like I said, I, I, I'm, and you, as someone who hasn't, I'm seen still it haven't seen it, but I just know that I've seen it before. And but the thing sure. is, that's not fair. That's really not fair. <laughs> and I also want to say like. This is this is all over the place. Where are you going with this? Uh, because I'm nervous to say this next thing. Okay, say it, say it. I voted for Margot Robbie oh. because I fucking love Itanya, and we're sitting here at a table with someone who really, really, I would even go as far as to say hates? totally dislikes and maybe even hates Itanya. Hates strongly. You, you think it's lifetime trash. I think it's trash. <laughs> I think it's rewriting history trash, yeah. and I, I'm not there for it. You're not there for... I've voted for Margot and Allison. The pendulum <laughs> is swinging back a little bit. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? It's like... It's everywhere right and, now, that and, movie. And today, Nancy Kerrigan sort of, quote-unquote, broke her silence, made yeah. her come. She's like, I'm, I didn't see it. I'm busy living my life. But it's like... I thought of, I, I thought about this, too. I was like, it is sort of fucked up that, like, she was... I saw you like that status. She was on, you know, just pretty unequivocally the victim in that situation... And for, I mean, yeah, it's, it's whatever. It's a nuanced portrayal of poverty mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And like, but for, it's, it's gotta be weird for her to be like, wait, what the fuck? I think <laughs> this was Tanya Harding's story and it was very stylized. Like yes. the movie is incredibly stylized. Uh-huh. And also the movie literally says there is no such thing as truth. Right. And so like, yeah, I can get being salty about the, the movie. I get, I get like, not, you know, wanting to retread it. But she, I don't know. I'm sorry. Like, my read on Nancy Kerrigan is that she kind of, like, I don't want to hang out with her. Okay, well, I... <laughs> I don't want to hang out with her. I don't want to see her at the barbecue. I don't want to see her at, at an event, honey. I don't know. I know. Because guess what? You know she wants to go home. I... It's like, if you're not trying to make this event fun, I don't want to stand sure, with you here sure. and have a gin and tonic. I, I also like Titania, but I'm curious to hear Nathaniel's thoughts. Well, he thinks it's trash. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't really want to belabor the point because there's way too much negativity when people talk about Oscar I stuff. I mean, but, but so you know what? Toxic. Get into it because, like, <laughs> because I get toxic too. And this is part of your this is part of your job, I would say, <laughs> is to is to have that eye. Well, no, it's just I, what bothers me about it is I I really think it's it it wants its cake and eating yeah, it. Yeah, too. yeah, 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 yeah. It's like one 
the cake goes in one way uh-huh. and then yeah. spits it out. Uh-huh. And I was like, what are you doing? Because <laughs> it's wish. like, domestic abuse is so funny. And then it's like, no, it's so tragic. And I was like, you need to decide what your sure. point of view is. Okay. See, I never, this is an interesting thing. I never once thought they were trying to make it look funny. Yeah. I, th- I thought they were trying to make it look every day, Matt and which I, it was to her. Matt and I saw it in a theater that did not, Ever laugh at? at no, it at, wasn't at a com- it wasn't a comedy to this audience, and like I don't know, I think it's these character these categorizations that come in and have to happen, like calling this a comedy and this one a drama and this whatever. It's just like I think that, and even in this interview Tanya Harding did with ABC the other night, she said that when she was watching the movie, she was laughing her ass off. At, Tanya at- Harding says specifically about Alice and Janney's performance. She's like, oh my God, it was so real. Every time, that's what it was. And she kind of was just like, that's what it was. That was my mother. She's like, Alice and Janney did my mother. That was her. Hmm. And it was just like, this is someone who, then they asked her like, what are your qualms with the movie? And she was like, well, I certainly never cursed at the judges. Like, those are her problems with it. (laughs) Like, um, but she stands by it. And so, I guess I trust her in, in terms of like it being her account of her own story. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm also giving her too much credit. She is like famously a felon. Um, <laughs> well, it it is called I, Tanya. This is so true. So in that sure. way, it is her, you know, you have to take it with a grain of salt because it's right. her vision. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I think maybe I wouldn't have become so incensed with the movie if they weren't trotting her out as this hero, like yeah. this folk hero or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, uh, her friends, and I think maybe <laughs> she knew it, yeah. even though she won't admit it, violently attacked yeah, someone, another yeah. woman. And we're just going to ignore that because it's fun to rehabilitate people's images. Totally. Yeah. And why did she have Nancy's training schedule written down? Why did she have that written down? We need I, Nancy. <laughs> Absolutely. Who would play we her? We need I Nancy. Let's, ca- let's all three of us cast okay, someone on. different, or we can all agree mm, on the same. Wait, person. hold on, no, because I don't want to say the wrong person. Oh, mm, mm. Mm. oh, someone. You know coming. who would be good? Michelle Monaghan. <laughs> okay, she's a little older now, I guess. Um, but I know that could. Work. She looks like her. She looks like her. But what's that kind of like severe sort of like? I would say no. You know, you know what? You know who would have been perfect? A, a young. This sounds awful. A younger Brooke Shields. Right. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know like about that. I just, in terms of resemblance, <laughs> not because not 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 because of prestige. Girl, she's or got anything. those famous brows. Nancy Kerrigan don't have those brows. They just have they just have like nice. I don't know. You have an interesting take. Anyway, that's like when that's... they cast Dream Jennifer Hudson in Dreamgirls. Everyone was like, "What?" And then she won an Oscar. Maybe Brooke Shields would have won an Oscar Brooke for Shields playing Nancy Kerrigan. Nathaniel, any any ideas? I, well, I, I flashed immediately, and I am not pleased with myself, but I flashed immediately to Natalie Portman and so Mila Kunis. I. I literally and Mila, and Mila and Mila. They Mila? both play the role. It's like a black swan thing. They I superimpose it, it onto yes. Nancy Kerrigan's body while she's See, skating. Mila to me <laughs> is too. Mila to me is too black swan to play Nancy, but Natalie, I get. Natalie, I get. Um, and then. Honestly, I think if it, if this is like five, maybe even maybe five years ago, maybe closer to ten, and she's big, I think Amy Adams plays Tanya. Um, oh yeah, and w- and wins an Oscar. Sure, I think we need a nine Nancy. We needed we needed nine Nancy. Yeah, we, we do, and we can get Amy in a supporting role, and she could win. Sure, um, that's so a it, frustrating case, Amy Adams. Yeah, because she's not going to win lead actress at this point. I don't think she will ever. 
Well, I mean, the Julianne Moore thing, which was a big thing for me, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I had to mention it every day for months after it happened. Yes. By the way, ending every article, even unrelated, <laughs> by the way, Julianne Moore is now an Oscar Yeah, winner. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it's huge news. Because w- she was only the second woman in her 50s ever to win Best Actress. Yes, and, 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 and since when? Like, after... Since the 50s. Since the with 50s, With Shirley right, Booth, right, right. Come Back Little Sheba. Come Back wow. Little Sheba. Yeah, I, I remember you... I remember you uh, either writing about this or talking about this on some other program. Um, that and also, and then, and then, what was the what's the historical precedent for uh, a, a younger, a male, just like I, I guess a best I actor, the winner, youngest best actor winner is Adrian Brody, right? At twenty nine years yeah. old. Yeah. Tw- and when was that? Ninety. Two. Th- oh, two, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Yes, yeah. but then um, the yeah. year the Chicago won Best Picture. Right, right. What was there's there's some there's some best actor like record that hasn't been broken since like. 90, 95 or something, right? Like, that has to do with Timothy. Maybe I'm making this up. Anyway, just to In go terms on. of age? In terms of age. Well, Timothy will be up? the third youngest ever nominated if he's Got it. nominated. Got it. And... And he will like, be. You, you put him. You 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 put that lock in. I think he's yes. a lock. Yeah, yeah, but he'll he'll be nominated. But yeah, he'll be the sure. third youngest ever. And I him. I really thought I was going to check that box, but then after I saw Get Out, I was like, Daniel, <sighs> Daniel. For me, it's like. It's so hard to lead a horror movie like, that, especially one like that. Know, it's just, there's so much going on. When he started appearing in these awards, I was like, "What? It's so weird. No one's ever even talked about him." And then you watch the movie, and you're like, "Man, oh man, that guy's a real talent." Oh yeah. Well, really, the whole cast, which I, I was yes. really happy they got an ensemble name. It's a tricky tone. Oh my god. And they nail it. Yeah. yeah. Everyone. Yeah. I they they I got they got my vote. Oh my god. I and I think that. I think everyone knows that. Like I said, I think there's something in Get Out mm-hmm. to love across the board. And I had a really hard time deciding between Get Out and Lady Bird for that ensemble. And I said to myself, you know what? What do you really love about Lady Bird? The acting or the casting? And I think the ca- I think I loved the acting, but it was really the casting that made me laugh to you and be like, oh my God, this girl. Like Beanie oh, sure. Feldstein. Or like gr- what genius casting. I mean, that that girl is that or girl. Even, and I should know her name, but the actress who played the like the mean like the the, the Queen Bee girl. Oh, Dessa popular. Young? Yes. Yeah. Yes. She is just we yes, and I were perfect. She was perfect for that role. Yeah. But no, you're right. Like get out just as just like as like an as like an as like a body of actors. That's in a just movie. it. Almost was like a sport. You know what I mean? It was almost like you saw the actors all passing the ball back, to, yeah. back and forth. Like it was just so. It was art. Everybody, me, Catherine. Uh, to everybody, Catherine. Uh, Josh. And I uh, think there's yeah. I mean, everyone across Daniel, the board. Yeah. I mean, you mean Bradley Whitford? Bradley. I could call him Josh, Josh because of West, West Wing. Wing. Yeah, yeah. I was I was watching the Globes last week. I, I my heart sank as the show went on. I was like. Get out's not winning anything. No, it's not. I wasn't. I don't think it was ever winning the Globes. I don't think the well, Hollywood Foreign Press sure. is going to get Get Out. But I thought it, it just didn't bode well for its Oscar chances. Which would you, would you say is... it doesn't always correlate? Okay. And also, it's very American mm-hmm. in its appeal and its themes. And, yes, and it, I don't know that yes. that's always like that important uh, in terms of whether Globes like something, but it does affect them. You know, on some level, you know, it has to play into it. Sure. Right. Totally. There's always got to be something a little extra, I think, for the Hollywood foreign press. You know what I mean? There's got to be, like, an extra reason. Like, whether yeah. it's, like, extra sex appeal or, like, something's big or something's very stylish or something like that. You know what I mean? There's just seems like they always, like, find room, even if it's, like, a sh- quote-unquote, like, not such a great movie. Like, there's always a musical in that musical or comedy category. Like, you saw The Greatest Showman get yeah, a step yeah, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. a few nominations. Oh my god, we were talking about. I can't. Matt famously loved The Greatest Show. Well, I loved watching it. <laughs> I didn't love the movie because I, it was good. I went twice. Yeah, ah, hell yeah, you so. did. <laughs> when when I was watching this, is I think I cried four different times. Okay, when she's is, like, "This is me." This is interesting because, do we are we applying the same rubric to the Greatest Showman as we as we are Itania? And I'm asking you, Nathaniel, because to trot out P.T. Barnum as this like savior figure is ridiculous, right? Like his first thing was to like he he like took this enslave the elephants, or, or no, not even that. The elephants, <laughs> d- d- tragic. You know the, how intelligent they are, right? He. He, I, he, I didn't. It wasn't it one of his first things. Like he literally took an elderly black woman and said this was George Washington's slave, and she's a hundred and eighty something years Honestly, old. Honestly, it sounds and like she died, and then he, he he vowed to give her a proper burial, but nope, just burned her through into her pit. You know, it unmarked sounds grave. too insane to be made up. So I'm gonna say it's probably true. Right? Yeah. Right, but they're not... He's dead. Yeah, he is long <laughs> dead. Long and dead. They're not going to give him a round of applause at the Golden Globes. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's not going to come in and talk and everybody's like, you're amazing, yeah. like they did uh, with Tanya Harding. But Tanya Harding, I can't wait to see whatever gown she wears to the Oscars, honey. You know she's going to be presenting Best Cinematography alongside Margot <laughs> no, Robbie. And, the, and Margot's going to be like, just want to say... This woman next to me, this she's a, an iconic woman. This is a Cockney Australian. Fuck you. <laughs> okay. I never said I did accents well. I bring personality. I feel like I feel like it's 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 a biographical movie in the same way that Itania is, and and you guys went twice. But musical biopics. <laughs> he went twice. Mu- musical biopics have never ever been about the truth. Oh sure. Though. They're always what do you just mean, like nine. That, yeah, wasn't, that wasn't accurate. That Fergie didn't slay in real life. Kate Hudson didn't. Kate Hudson wasn't like. Down. Oh God. Uh, Kate Hudson in nine. One of the most ridiculous fun performances ever. That performance was eighty percent hair. It was. Cinema, it's all you know. And she's like living for herself. It was a fun movie. It would. It was. It made no sense. This was so funny. So they, the whole cast of nine, did an interview on Oprah, like when when the movie came out, and. Oprah's, Oprah's going, Oprah's going and you have an Oscar and you have an no. Oscar and you have an Oscar and then and then she goes to Kate Hudson and she goes maybe this year and Kate was like mm-hmm because everyone knew that like her role as Stephanie in Nine the reporter <laughs> wasn't the one that was going to like get her an Oscar but uh, that was irresponsible of Oprah to be honest 100% yeah that's a lot like, of irresponsible <laughs> behavior from O. Yeah, That's like in those trailers when they'll be like, Academy Award nominee, Academy <laughs> yeah. Award nominee, Academy, and then it'll be like, Golden, Golden Globe, Globe <laughs> presenter. <laughs> totally. It's okay. so funny. I feel like Kate's overdue for that Oscar. Well, talk about someone with a Kate's lot of potential a- in the beginning who just fucking know, really right? showed her true colors in like Bride Wars. Which came on the other day on TBS, and I was like, oh, this is a horrendous movie <laughs> who this is a good so we're talking about um so who is over who's over fucking do at yeah. this point like y- before julianne Moore, like who 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 is still in that little you know i have one name and one name only i want to say come on michelle Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. this has been well documented on our on our we, show uh, i love yeah michelle Yep. I mean, like, and I know you love Michelle. And this is why I connect with you, because literally every time he says he's Kirsten gagged for somebody, I'm like, yes, yeah. I am also gagged for that person. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer, just one of the best. Yeah, and please, every time I say favorite, 
Please know I'm saying it with a PF. Yes. So <laughs> would you nominate her for mother? Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. She would be in my five this year. Wow. I'm, that was a little sneak peek of the film. A sneak oh, of the film oh maybe even a go- maybe he won't even be able to resist and give her the gold. Give her the gold. Give her the yellow as Matt. Because well, who is the front runner for Best Supporting Actress? I guess it's either Allison Janney or, or uh, Ms. Laurie, Laurie. Yeah. who are both great. Who are both, both wonderful yeah. and I think would make deserving winners. I went with Allison, but literally it was the hardest one. It was the hardest one to vote for. But I voted for Allison because I felt like it was a character and I felt like that like that cr- it it needed a little bit more invention than I thought Laurie did, though I really respect the relationship they were able to well, achieve. Well, yeah, and it's like what you're saying with Allison um and Get Out, it's like the movie doesn't really work without Laurie's performance. And I well, yeah, I th- I guess the thing is like at that point, I really because they were both so good. I just did pick the actress I I liked better My, and wanted to see win, and that was Allison Janney. I think she's well. Sometimes you have to toss the coin. Sometimes, you yeah, gotta. sure. Are you? Is that what you're doing with in this category or no? No, I have a favorite. Okay, you, you do have a favorite, but you can't reveal. <gasps> okay, you must Interesting. not reveal. But I, I usually have like ties for the fifth spot, and then uh-huh. I have all this agony that I put myself through uh, to like decide who is the nominee and who's not. Sure. So, what say you regarding Tiffany Haddish and the Oscars? I hope she's nominated. Me too. I laughed so fucking hard yeah. in the movie uh-huh. theater. Yeah. It was one one of my favorite movie going experiences of the year. Definitely. Wow. Like I went Huge. in the Upper West Side uh-huh. and there were the theater was packed. Yeah. yeah. And there are all these women of color and all these gay men. Yes, yes. of course. Yes. <laughs> and it was so fun. Everybody yeah. was like dancing practically in their seat. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah, it, it did it did feel as fun as when I saw Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. Yeah. Sure. It felt that fun. I don't know if it was that actually funny, but it felt like that vibe. It was like it, you were just like, I mean, there's there's some sort of transportative mm-hmm. thing about mm-hmm. like Tiffany Haddish peeing from like a zip line, and you're just like, oh my god, I can't believe this is happening. Like I felt like I was yeah. in some way like there. <laughs> I was like, like, ah, you well, know. <laughs> what I always say, and I think you agree with this, and uh-huh. I I think this might resonate with you too. It's like. When you're talking about giving a performance an Oscar, I think that it should be really hard to imagine someone else doing it. You know yeah, what I mean? I like think that, that's a good rule of that thumb. That should for be it. the yeah. rubric. Is like, hmm, like this performance. Are they just doing their job and acting it well, which is what they're supposed to do, or is this something that's really special? Probably couldn't have been done like this by someone else is it a special movie going experience because of the combination of this role and this performer and Tiffany just just sort of operated on a on a different level than anyone else in that movie I was yeah. with her for like the the line reading of booty hole booty yes. hole yes that's yes. what Made, I'm saying I couldn't from for, from then on in the movie I was like with her 100% yeah <laughs> that's so funny she, she became a star a when hole. she said it's a booty hole. It's a booty hole. And yeah. I remember I saw the trailer for the movie and I literally turned to my friend and I'm like, the line in the script was, it's a booty hole. She made it work. But she made it funny. <laughs> she made it funny. <laughs> like, no. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. I just think, and everyone's saying, you know, it's not going to happen. She's not showed up for any precursors, et cetera, et cetera. She won that first big award, mm-hmm. Los Angeles Film Critics, yeah. right? She did win LA or was it New York? It was uh, LA. New York. It was New York. It was New, New York. York. She won New York. Mm-hmm. And then everyone thought, oh my God, here we go. We're getting a Tiffany Haddish Oscar season. And then Globes didn't happen. Globes didn't happen. SAG didn't happen. Yeah. But I think that's because they they voted early. And I, I don't know. I just sure. think there's more. I think there's more uh, possibility 
than we think. I think it would be a much better nomination than Octavia Spencer. Mm, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. it's so boring. Sure. Um, I, I mean, Octavia. I mean, we love Octavia. I love Octavia as a person, as an mm. actress, yes. But when they don't give you anything, it's like that and Ruby I, D nomination. It's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I do want to say this about Octavia. Because sure. she's so... When she got the standing ovation when she won the yes. Oscar. Yes. Which... Uh, at first I was like why is she getting a standing ovation because mm-hmm. she's, she's like a fairly new actor but I've met her a few times since yeah. and I've heard a lot of stories she is like the nicest person oh, yeah. alive 100% yep and I had written this little thing about I, I my theory is she's the Thelma Ritter of this generation yeah I've, I've heard oh, you say wow. this yeah. and because she she brings all this like great earthiness to every part yes um, always and it just adds the right texture to, to movies yeah um, and you know, she. I was interviewing her for Shape of Water, and I. I mentioned I have this theory about you, and she knew she had read it. <gasps> yeah. And she was like, "I am so flattered by that." And she went on about, "Oh my God. being so flattered." And Thelma Ritter, and we talked about Hollywood history uh-huh. and how she and Viola Davis were changing the game. They yeah, are. absolutely. I mean, look, I think this would be her third Oscar nomination, which is a lot, and I just think she's been nominated twice, like pretty rightfully yeah. and and I don't know if we need this other nomination when there's other women in the conversation who could potentially have game changing nominations mm-hmm. and it just might be a little bit more exciting yeah. and deserved based on the material they were given God, I hope so. Some... and she's already a record holder she is she's yes. the first black actress to be nominated after winning wow I didn't realize oh that goodness. I didn't clock that wow, fact wow wow yeah. I thought, I, thought, I thought it had to do with, I mean, this sounds shitty. I thought it had to do with age and race. And, but mm. no, that's, it's no, just the it's nomination No, she's the first after. one after winning wow. to actually be nominated after having already claimed it. Because you know great. Jennifer Hudson missed it for Secret Life of Bees. Oh. Well, <laughs> who knows, maybe. Well, um, <laughs> I, I, I do hope that someone gives throws her a bone and, and gives her a role that is not a period movie. Well, uh, she was in Fruitvale Station. Did you see Fruitvale Station? I heard she was great in Fruitvale, but I'm I'm but I'm just saying like it's just it feels like it's her thing. And even I think she even sort of bemoans that in an interview. She's like, "Well, I keep getting these roles of, you know, these like these motherly mm-hmm. black women mm-hmm. in period mm-hmm. films." And I was like, "Oh yeah, like she deserves so much better than that." Definitely. Anyway. I think that it'll be interesting to see how it keeps playing out. I'm just like, excited that she keeps getting sure. the work because so many times we see it happen. Yeah, they feel like, especially in that supporting actress category, it's so bizarre what happens yeah. to so many of those women. It's just like they have this moment and then they kind of just don't work. It's so strange. It just disappears and like mess. You hear about why now with like Mira Sorvino, Ugh. which is so sad. God. But... um. You know, speaking of the Weinstein thing, which is very much the reason for that, I think that's another reason why we could see the whole show change. I'm very interested to see how they address it. It's no secret that he owned that show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I think, um, especially with Moonlight last year, I think we're going to see a lot of cool wins. I really yeah. do. I'm hoping for it. And I can't wait for Nathaniel's book on this year. <laughs> there will be a book. There will be a book. Oh, I do want to say really quickly, Octavia. Do you know that Octavia Spencer and Melissa McCarthy were, like, best Tight. friends? Yeah. Like, they're bit, like they've, like... They were on which which late night show were they on together? I think it was it was Jimmy Kimmel. It was when Kimmel. Melissa it was when Melissa was guest hosting Kimmel. Yes, and they were talking about how like yeah. years and years and years ago they they like they did like little bit parts on like sketch on like Weird Al's show and stuff. And it's yeah, like, it's like so it's cool. It's just like it is cool. Oh wow, like they're you know like what a cool trajectory. Well, it's interesting. Because it's interesting now to kind of 
right. not be fully in the industry. You know what I mean? Like making your way in, and then your friends like we're also friends with Rachel Bloom. So now mm. we know two Rachel B's who have won Best Actress Comedy at, at the, the Globes. Globes. Yeah. And not too far apart. So <laughs> I'm putting it in the atmosphere on this podcast. Rachel Brosnahan, come do our show. Hi. We will lay out the carpet. <laughs> Listen, uh, let's let's talk about this. Who are the rising stars that you think we should be looking at? Because you also, every year, you kind of point out some people that have broken through mm. without giving anything away, but actually exactly giving it away. <laughs> um, tell us, like, uh, who are your breakouts this year? Oh, God. You know, it's, it's an on-the-spot question. It's not really. Okay. And I would normally like have so many to yeah. list, but I well Timothy. Well, yeah, he's the he's the obvious one. Yeah, uh-huh. I I will say I started a big project where mm-hmm. I'm. You know, I always talk about actresses. Yes. yes. So I thought I'm going to throw a curveball. Okay. And I'm going to do a list of a hundred actors under thirty. <gasps> oh my god! That people should pay attention to. Wow! Wow! And I've already started crafting the list. Okay. Is it called Spotlight on Men? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was interesting because I, I started it like ages ago because it's a lot of work. Sure, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had like Timothy in there before the movie came out. Oh. And stuff. Now I wish I had started it really earlier and like really been on top of it. Listen, there's going to be some others. There's going to be other people to be ahead of the curve on, yeah. to be prescient about. But um, when when can we expect this? <laughs> well, it'll but, have to wait till after the Oscars. That's fine. That, yeah, yeah, that yeah. big. Did you watch Homeland? Uh, yes. Because he was on Homeland. He played like the oh, snotty right. son yes. of, um, uh, I think uh, he played the vice president's kid. Oh, okay. Or, okay. or like, or something. And then, yeah. you know, in the show, he ends up getting fucking incinerated. Oh, poor guy. Because that show liked to throw curveballs with its big terrorist moments. Right, right. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he was on that show and I, he was on that show and he kind of broke out as like an actor to watch. And then there was, what's his face from the movie Brooklyn? The lead actor of Brooklyn with Saoirse. What's his oh, name? Oh, Emery Cohen. Emery Cohen. He was on Smash. Which did you watch Smash? I did. He was Faithfully. horrible <laughs> on Smash. Like bad. I never saw Like, it. and when I, I found out it. that he was this actor, everyone was talking about. It. I'm like, the fucking waste from Smash. And then you watch Brooklyn, and you're like, wow, he's great. I don't know. Maybe it was just Smash. Well, there's. I, it's almost like there's like a perfect role for everyone. Yeah. Uh, yes. And you, as an actor, your job is to just find it so that you can have a career. Hundred <laughs> percent. Oh my god. Yeah. Like Jennifer Lawrence, honestly. Sure. With struck gold. But also Jennifer Lawrence, I feel like she kind of found her niche like three different times. Like she like really hit her dramatic moment in Winter's Bone. Everyone mm-hmm. was like, that's who she is. And then like. When she was in like Hunger Games, being like a teen sort of icon, they're like, "Oh, that's who she is, big movie star." And then also this like weird kind of comedy character actress thing she does, and they're like, "Oh American no, Hustle. that's who she yeah. is." Yeah, exactly. Like so to see the American Hustle performance mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the Winter's Bone performance, and of course Hunger her like Games. big Hunger Games, and her of course Oscar-winning romantic comedy role yeah, oh in Silver Linings, like it's like she actually is pretty versatile, but also try to imagine her doing a British accent. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> Please I no. won't. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, people were like, who's the next Meryl? Everyone was like, Jayla, it's Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. And I was like, literally try to imagine her doing a British accent. But then here she is in this new movie doing a Russian accent. So. I think we know it's Saoirse Ronan. Because her American accent is flawless. flawless. It's very good. It's very also, good. Also, you can always tell who is actually talented when they slay SNL. 
Yes, and she was very good. She was very good. This is actually rule of culture number number 41, which I'll say it and then we'll say it together. Okay. When they're scared to host SNL, it's a red flag. Rule number of culture number 41, 41. when, when they're, they're scared, scared to host SNL, SNL it's, it's a, a red flag. flag. You know who's great at it? Natalie Portman. Great host. Great host. Um, also, Scarlett Johansson, always a great host. Yes. You know who's never hosted Saturday Night Live? This actually floored me when I realized this. Sandra Bullock. Oh, Really? Never hosted SNL. You'd think she'd be all over that. She'd yeah. You'd think she would be a slam dunk. You'd yeah. Think. Thoughts on Sandra? <laughs> I enjoy her. Sure. In limited capacity. Sure, sure, sure. Uh-huh. Once a year in a romantic comedy. Absolutely. Sure. Thoughts on her Oscar winning turn in the blind side. <laughs> well, I really wanted it to be Gabby Sidibe that sure. year. That was my vote too. Yeah. yeah. Um, because Tilda Swinton was not nominated that year for Julia, which I knew wasn't going to happen. It was sure, a very sure, obscure, sure. small movie. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You are a Tilda gay. I am. Say. I am. Michael Clayton, that got me. But I, I don't think I was a Tilda fan before that. I think I knew her from like the Narnia movie. Right. And then, my, have you seen Michael Clayton? I've never seen Michael. Oh, <gasps> Bowen. Sorry. Michael Clayton is really good. I, you know, what? I came I, when I watched her in Brockovich the other week. Came up in the and like you will, you might also like. And I was like, really? You might also like. <laughs> but I'm just what an interesting Tilda in that movie. You're gonna love Tilda <laughs> in that movie because she's so like. Like there's a scene, the, your entrance, the, the like meeting of her character is her giving this speech to like the board, mm-hmm. but then there's flashbacks while while you're hearing it to her like ironing her clothes and like really like obsessively putting herself together and like it's just such a good it's a it's a performance that the director loves. That's great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I do want to ask Nathaniel. Go. Sort of a modified version. Now's your of, chance. Of our of our of the question of the show. Right. 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 Which is usually what is the culture that made you think culture was for you? But I, if you can drill down into this of like what was the moment or thing that made you like just become, uh, just so so obsessed with awards or just with film? No, just with film, not even awards. But like, what was the thing for you? Just like either growing up or even in your adult life that like made you dive into that. I mean, uh, my answer for this is the same as it would be for the regular question without the awards. Okay, slant, great. Because right, right, it all right. came through that. Yep. I uh, I will say, uh, this is dating myself, I'm an, I'm an old <laughs> for people listening. He's an old. He's an old. Um, we, we can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, uh, when I, I saw, the first time I ever, like, I didn't know anything about the Oscars. My family was not into movies. Uh-huh. And I was actually banned at the dinner table from talking about movies. What? My father would not let me talk about movies. Because you wouldn't table. stop? Because oh I wouldn't stop once I started. Mm. So it made this rule when I was a little kid. It was like, you cannot talk about movies. What wow. movies were you talking about as a kid? I don't even know. Like, probably some Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crap, yeah, 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 yeah sure, sure, yeah, yeah. sure. So, but I saw this TV guide with, like, Oscar on the cover and E.T. and Gandhi and all these things. Mm. I'm like, what's the shiny Ooh, man? Good year, <laughs> too. Good year, too. Oh so it was 1982 when I first mm. noticed the Oscar statue, and I was like, what's this about? And I had yeah. seen E.T., of course. Yes, so yeah, kid. of course. Um, and then I made my parents take me to Gandhi because I saw it on the cover of this thing. Because mm-hmm. you had to be a completist even yeah. at that age. Even at that like, yeah. as soon as I saw the statue, <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. it was like yeah. this horrible, this shiny figure I must yeah. have. Wow. You know? It's like when E.T., think about that, <coughs> E.T. and Gandhi right. <laughs> were being looked at like, hmm, which one? Which one? Which one? Oh, but, but it was literally just the image of the statue. Mm-hmm. That like well just... yeah and with those five because they had the five yeah, yeah. best pictures or whatever yeah and I didn't I don't I don't think I watched the Oscars uh-huh, that year uh-huh, I was like uh-huh, young yeah. but I was just like what is this sure sure um because I remember 
a specific a couple of things from 1983, like yeah. the, or I guess 1984, the following year's Oscars. Right, right, right. But that's a big pet peeve of mine, by the way. You need to call it by the year of the movies in question, not by the year. Not by the year they were given so out. That's yeah. the right. 2017 Thank Oscars. These are the 2017 year. Exactly. Oscars. Exactly. Yeah, not Thank the 2018 you. Oscars, people. Come on. That's amateur. It's very much amateur hour. <laughs> um, I think for us, because Matt and I will always say that, like, just 97 Titanic, 97, Titanic. was, that was just uh, yeah. when mm. it just blew, like, just... It, th- that was just like an amazing ceremony I where you were like I cried when she didn't win Best Actress yeah hey, poor thing Be- because I didn't understand that she absolutely shouldn't you know what I mean like <laughs> well wait because who won that year I should know Helen this. Hunt yeah 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 I can't you can't with Helen Hunt <laughs> I can't with that year's Best Actress race no, but anyway pretty tough pretty should have been Helena Bonham Carter for Wings Sh- of the wow, Dead. Sh- wow honestly there's no better performance in the world than going to Gringotts and Wizarding World and seeing Helena Bonham <laughs> Carter pop out of the wall and try to kill you <laughs> I will say that How, what's the theme give park her, what's the theme park Oscar give, give her, her hardware for that give her something for, for that for because Bellatrix. let me tell you something she gets up in your grill honey and with a wand and oh. her hair like that you don't want to see that no 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 it's so so scary <gasps> you know who's even better than Helen Hunt also that you're not nominated Julia fucking Roberts for in my best friend's wedding hundred percent to me it's like Julia Roberts wow. in it's 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 so weird that her only nomination for being in romantic comedy was Pretty Woman was pretty, because yeah. it's like she improved on that several times. Yeah. Oh. Notting Hill even yeah. that scene in the stadium when she goes by and she's like, "I got moves, moves you've, you've never, never seen." seen. Iconic. <laughs> it's amazing. Also, or, just, or even at the gazebo. I'm sorry, but I have to read her for filth. Shonda Rhimes. Stole pick me, choose me, love me. Pick me, choose me, love me from that movie. Mm, It's stolen. It's lifted. It's lifted from, from from that scene. Marry me. Marry me. Let me make you happy. That's amazing. (gasps) That sounds like two questions. (laughs) And even just going into the bathroom to chase down Cameron. So good. What a great exchange. Oh my god. Just the way that Julia Roberts (laughs) gets it. Here's the information from Rupert Everett that like who's chasing you? No one. She's like in her face. She just like realizes how crazy she is and like <sighs> that he's right and so also this started one of my biggest pet peeves Rupert Everett was not nominated for that movie I know they don't respect the gays when the gays play gays no they don't thank you and instead we're gonna fucking In- instead jack off to Army Hammer yeah exactly and also what do you think of Call Me By Your Name oh I like it yeah but have... I, I I wish gay actors would get to play 100%. gay parts thank you do you think that Army Hammer is miscast in that movie are you of that uh, thought in that train camp? Yeah. or are you liking him in the movie uh, I'm sort of in between okay I mean, he's not the draw of the movie for me. It's no. all about Timothy. It's all Timothy. Timothy. I will say this: if someone else did that role, that was a little bit better cast for it, I Ar- think we'd be a lot more excited about Army's, it. Army's role. Not that I have a problem with Army Hammer himself. I just think he looks too old to. I I don't know. I think he, I think the age difference in that movie just to me it wasn't. Yeah, it, it doesn't. doesn't it wasn't, read wasn't the for age me. difference to me. It was just like the. Um, Chemistry. Oh yeah, and just the aloofness of that character, the way that it's he's written in the book. And not that it's, you know, gospel to stick to the book at all, but as I've said on this show, mm-hmm. the movie is not is 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 good film, but not good adaptation. Hmm. That's that's hmm. my that's my that's my I position. guess that you have to decide which, how which much doesn't that matters really, to you. Which yeah, yeah, which I was gonna say doesn't super count for anything at all. Right, but right, right. I don't know. Right. I just it's interesting sometimes to you you read the book first, right? Read the book and and, and you know my story about this. With mm-hmm. I it's coming home from Thanksgiving coming back to New York from Thanksgiving, finished the book on the plane, yeah. like within seconds of us touching down. 
and I was like, I have to go see this tonight. I have to go. Because you were very book. moved by the book. I was so moved by the book, and I was like, I have to go. And of course, it wasn't going to live up to the book, uh-huh. and like you know the emotional sort of contours of the book. And so I just went to the theater, and I was like, this was bad. What a bad <laughs> film. And it just ruined the whole yeah. thing for me. Yeah. You didn't like it. You're a part of the Whisper Network. HPJ is raising his hand. I've never spoken on this podcast, but I have a question for him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you want to come on the mic, babe? Come on the mic. Come, come on the mic. over here. Join. <coughs> I'm sorry. No, no. What's Na- going on? So, I'm sorry, Nathaniel. What's the greatest Oscar snub of all time? Oh, this is good. I want to get into these general questions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Forget calling by your name. We've had this fucking conversation. <laughs> you mean winning or not nominated, not nominated. or no. not nominated? You, you must have a stock answer for this. Maybe you don't. But I feel I like... Kirsten Dunst, <laughs> eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. I have... Uh, I, I do have stock answers have so for this, many. and I'm, I'm going blank. My, That's okay. My biggest... I want to. I do want to say, sure. and I know I'm all like beating a dead horse. Mm-hmm. Please. The worst snub ever for me for the win, Michelle Pfeiffer and Fabulous Baker Boys. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And that was who won that year instead? Uh, Jessica Tandy and Dra- Driving <laughs> Miss Daisy. Who fucking cares? Oh who fucking cares? I can be snarky in the back of a car. <laughs> I really can. Because <laughs> when I, the answer I had originally prepared for the uh, what made you know culture was for, for you was Michelle Pfeiffer on the piano top and yes. Fabulous wow, Baker Boys wow, from 1989. Amazing answer. Amazing answer. Seared into my brain to such an extent yeah. that I could not stop thinking about movies from then on basically no yeah I mean that's an iconic image um yeah I mean the fact that she doesn't have like something it's so strange and she won everything leading up to the Oscar yeah it's so bizarre oh interesting they didn't they didn't have as many awards back then sure but But she won all the major film critics awards like the golden globe everything yeah wow Wow. they just she was just on the fucking jessica yeah she was on the red carpet with uh, david e kelly and they were like when are we gonna get her apart and and, in big little lies and she was just like i mean i'm so much better than all of this (laughs) she is she is talk about someone who is just like hollywood aloof like just when they cut to her when big little lies won she's she was just like bothered she was like cool she was like "Mm." yeah (laughs) i have a story that i must share please come on about like Hollywood and even going back to Tanya Harding and uh, Nancy Kerrigan oh and Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay. Go. I was invited to the premiere of The Story of Us. Now you have to go way back in the time machine. It's like 99 okay, or something like okay. that. And so I get there and they had had some sort of mix up. So it was like, are you going to get into the theater or not? Oh. But they had, this was the Ziegfeld, which is now mm-hmm. closed. Mm. Sad. Oh, I didn't cry, know that. Cry, yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, and it was like the best place for premieres in New York because yeah. they actually had room to have like Just the limos pull up and wow. all that stuff. Yeah, they could roll it out. So the, all the stars were showing up, like Bruce Willis and Michelle Favre and all those people. And every single time, so I ended up plastered against the window of the theater because it's huge. It used to be this huge window, so you could see all the stars when the red yeah. carpet yeah. stuff. Yeah. And every single blonde woman that came in, <laughs> these fucking bitches standing around me were like. It's Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I would be like, "How? How did I miss her? How did I miss her when I'm like her biggest fan?" Yeah, and funny, this one woman was like, "It's Michelle Pfeiffer." I'm like, "That is Oksana Bayul." Ah! <laughs> how are you gonna confuse a that skater? That is Oksana Bayul. That's rule number ninety-six of culture. <laughs> that, that is Oksana Bayul, not Michelle. Not Michelle Pfeiffer. How dare at the. Oh my she God, is a I... miniaturized half version of Michelle Pfeiffer at best. Any blonde that walked in, they would shout, "It's Michelle Pfeiffer!" Fuck that. That's that's abusive. That's racist. Yeah. 
<laughs> I, as a person of color, I can say with authority, that's racist. Yeah, that is racist. Oh, my God. Well, wait, hold on. Does this make you mad? Crash winning an Oscar for Best Picture? Oh, I, that was actually one of my more famous moments as a pundit. Yes. I got a, a lot of people on the online talking about how enraged I was. Yeah. And somebody even, somebody even called me a self-loathing homosexual. <gasps> oh, my God. Because I was so upset, and why is he taking it so personally? No, you would be a oh. self-loathing homosexual for rooting for Crash over Brokeback, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, that was a, what a dumb thing for them to say. Yeah. Honestly, that was that was truly stupid. Oh, and yeah. that may, I think that made me say, okay, I'm not putting as much stock in this anymore. Like, it's not The fair. illusion was broken. I guess it was the first time I realized the world isn't fair. <laughs> was when Brokeback lost. Why do good things happen to bad movies? <laughs> Um, that's a good question. Yeah, that's a really good question. That's just that's the that might even question. be the title of this episode. <coughs> Why do good things, do good things happen, happen to bad, bad movies? movies? Huh? Yeah. Wow. Um, well, I will say I definitely hope we're we're not in for a boring Oscar year. I really don't want. I don't want to see um, three billboards win. I mean, I think I think it's or it's, the post or the post. You think that'd be boring? I mean, it would, and I actually think that's why it's having such a roller coaster thing because it's like old school. It's like yeah. previously what would have been like right, the, right, the big, right, 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 the big thing. It's it's yeah, it's part of this referendum that uh, you know it's it's like old versus new. It's like do you want to do you want to vote for something that stands for right the way things used to work? I do think that the post um, is a nice movie because it's about the press and you know it's mm. about like the press speaking truth to power and that's kind of cool. But yeah, I mean. You, they said it all, and that joke where they made at the Golden Globes, I thought was hilarious. When Seth Meyers was like, "It's a drama uh, directed by Steven Spielberg and starring Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep," and the girl comes out with the armful of yeah, it's like not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet, yeah, that's funny. To me, I thought I was like, "Oh, of course it's gonna win everything," and then it didn't. But also, just as a movie, um, just that last that third act made no sense. Where it was like Tom Hanks shows up to Meryl's house and is like, we might go to prison. And then cut to like the Supreme Court ruling. <laughs> oh, everything. Like the stakes were immediately dropped. That's like what happened in Greatest <laughs> Showman when they were like, oh no, everything burned down and we lost all the money. Wait, hold on. We can still do it. <laughs> and then, then they literally just did it. Yeah. I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. It's like Efron was almost dead. They lost all the money. Shit burnt down. Wait, hold on. Actually, dot, dot, dot. And all of a sudden, there's a tent. None of this matters. Yeah. Spoiler um, alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, for everyone that's yeah. waited this far to see Greatest Showman, who is <laughs> planning on seeing it next week, I guess. Um, I would be gagged if This Is Me won an Oscar. And we got to see. Do you think she'll sing it with the beard on the Oscars? Or do you think Kesha would come in and sing No, it? if they get Kesha to sing that song, that would be a slap in the face to Kiala. It needs to be Kiala. Miss Kiala, settle. I'm it's just... actually rule number 53 of culture. Miss Kiala, settle. I, I butchered the name a little bit. So did I, actually. That's okay. Um, I don't think she listens. I don't think she's thinking about it. <laughs> sure. She's um, too busy refreshing the hits on that one viral video she has now. Uh, the rehearsal of The Greatest Showman. Have oh, you seen yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a point where she's singing it and she goes over and Hugh Jackman's there like watching her and she he, oh, it's I've like heard about this, the yeah. breakdown in the bridge when she's like, 
I've heard about I'm this. Calm it down. And she goes over and like grabs his hand and she's like looking at Hugh like they've been friends their whole fucking life. <laughs> and she's like connecting with him and he's like, Yes, honey, like give it all you got. Cameras like, were, I'm straight. The cameras were there. Cameras were there. So, oh, yeah. yeah. He was feeling that. He got up, he started dancing. Also, did you see the clip of so he had like I guess like a uh, skin cancer removed from his face so he couldn't sing that day so they brought in Jeremy Jordan to do all of his parts oh. and he's singing the song um, from now on that was my best Hugh Jackman impression good that's pretty good yeah not bad um, thank you uh, but so Jeremy starts to sing the song and Hugh's like standing beside him because they said Hugh could you just like stand up and like act it with your face because the buyers are here like let's sell the movie he's like <laughs> sitting there and he's listening to the song and he just like is crying a single tear and then he just starts singing like against the wishes of his doctor because he was supposed to be there and like not sing but then he just starts singing it from this place of like passion that you wish you possessed like Hugh Jackman just buys into this bullshit so much he's singing this song honey he is belting he and the, all the cast is like oh my god except Jeremy Jordan is standing there like mm-hmm. cool, cool, cool. Um, <laughs> am I not doing this now like am, am I, I not singing paid? the song what's am the I, is my check the same like what's what's good with this you know what that's a lot of storytelling in one video it was a it was crazy wow also that's Sounds why like I like it. the movie it's too much <laughs> It is. When sure. w- during this is me also rewrite the stars that number I got my life and also I thought Zac Efron was maybe one of the best things about the movie and the greatest scene in acting this year is when Zac Efron goes, "You brought joy into my life." Okay, all right. What? <laughs> it's better than anything you've ever done, you've ever done, you've ever done, and I've ever done. And anyone that listens to this, you haven't done anything as good as Zac Efron and rewrite and rewrite the stars and. <laughs> Le- greatest showman. Okay, let's move on. To, <laughs> let's move on to. I don't think so, honey. Okay. Um, I think are we gonna are we gonna make this an award? We'll give this an award. I award would like to make spent? this a cinema centric. I don't think so, honey. Because I definitely have one. Great. Okay. Cool. I've got one. Do you want to? I, I went first last week. You want to go first this time? I could go first. Okay. So this is one minute to rail against something in culture. Uh, for this one, for this installment, something mm-hmm. in cinema. Maybe mm-hmm. this year. Maybe uh, at large, or just you know, without. Whatever. I have topical, 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 fish. topical okay. fish. So this is topical fish. I don't. Speaking think of, uh, by the way, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars come back real soon, and guess what, guys? We're gonna be recapping it for Vulture. We're recapping for Vulture jointly. It'll be very fun. <laughs> that and America's Next Top Model. Yes. Um. So read up on Vulture. Great. So. This is Matt Rogers' I Don't Think So, Honey. His time starts now. I Don't Think So, Honey, not Mark Wahlberg, but anyone who puts Mark Wahlberg in a movie. (laughs) Here's the deal. You have never, ever, ever seen Mark Wahlberg give a truthful piece of acting in his life. He's always Mark Wahlberg trying really hard, and try as hard as he might, he's never going to give you the realness. Mm. An Oscar nomination for The Departed? Like, yeah, for like standing there and saying the lines. No, thank you, honey. (laughs) I don't think so, honey. Also, he is good in Boogie Nights, by accident, just like January Jones and Mad Men. Wow. By accident. I'm sorry. <gasps> all credit goes to Paul Thomas Anderson, and he is exempt from this. I don't think so, honey, because of course you want to cast Mark Wahlberg as a porn star. That works for me. Mark Wahlberg is all up in all the money in the world, which is a kind of an ironic title. And also, <laughs> I just want to say he can't possibly. 15 seconds. Um, 
be saving this movie from itself. First of all, Ridley Scott, I would have like a little bit of sympathy for you had you like cast another actor, but you show that you don't care about your movie when you put Mark Wahlberg in Five it. Five seconds. It is a wow. money thing, and I don't trust anyone that jumps onto the Transformers franchise in the fourth film. I don't think so, honey. Anyone who puts oh, Mark Wahlberg in the movie. and that's one minute. Oh my goodness. Sorry, but like to pretend he's a good actor is insane. Like. He's never done anything worth it on screen, really, except look like Mark Wahlberg, which, you know what, says a lot. And he also has disowned the Boogie Nights, which is his only claim to greatness. I was going to say, it's insane insane thing to say. Insane. Also, I'm sorry, but he said he could stop 9-11. And he blinded a fucking Vietnamese man. Look, there's so much with Mark Wahlberg. It's so funny that only now people are like, actually, fuck this guy. No, actually, (laughs) fuck this guy for producing Entourage. Actually, fuck this guy for producing any like any anything else. Where I'm sorry, but it's a group of men, and the joke is, oh, there's cum on the floor over there. Like I'm so over these bro series. uh, I love this. That that's the catch-all sort of image. Is there's cum on the floor? Yeah, it's like that movie with what's his face, oh Miles Teller, who I can't stand, and Zac Uh, Efron and Michael B. Jordan. Like when when that movie where they were all like three dudes who fuck. Sure. That was like it. You know what I mean? It's like these movies where it's like, oh, dude, uh, my boner won't go down. It's like, I don't want to see this shit. And literally, who is the man that produces all that kind of garbage? Mark Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. So like directors of Hollywood, stop buying into it. Just don't give them the fucking check. It's insane that we're even putting goddess Michelle Williams on the same keel as like Mark Wahlberg. It Mm. doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Lovely. I mean, no. Okay, and and this is this is the longest you've gone to like extrapolate beyond your minute is well because I did I did what I did last week too, which is I started my I don't think so, honey, as one thing, and then I realized it was about another. I should have just said I don't think so, honey, Mark Wahlberg. That's really my problem. Yeah, I think because <laughs> if he didn't exist, then directors wouldn't be putting him in movies, and therefore I wouldn't have a problem with them. You made him the object and not the subject. You're right. I have to more, be more active so, and less passive. There you go. Okay. All right. Okay. I think I'm ready. This is Bowen Yang's I Don't Think So Honey, and his time starts right now. I don't think so, honey. Alexander Payne for saying that Hong Chao is Vietnamese for scene stealer. What the fuck? Do you make those kinds of racist fucking jokes when you were married to Sandra Oh, you piece of shit? I refuse to see downsizing. Even if I had the screener in front of me, I would chuck that out the fucking window or I would give it to I would give it to some uh, street salesman in Chinatown and, see, and say, you know what? I hope you make $20 off of this, sir. <laughs> Look... Alexander Payne has put all of us through so much. I seconds. never want to see. I never want to talk about Sideways. I never want to think about it again. I never want to think about the Descendants again. I never want to think about his so stupid, cishet, older <laughs> men-centric films ever again. I don't think so, honey. Alexander Payne. Fifteen seconds. Don't you make a mockery of Hong Chao's name when she is the only redeeming thing about your film? How do I know that without without seeing the film? I saw it. Matt saw it. <laughs> That's seconds. how I know. So I don't fucking think so, honey. Alexander Payne, you disgusting piece of shit director who will not amount to anything after this huge stain on your filmography and your conscience. And that's one minute and oh eight seconds. <laughs> Listen, downsizing is interesting for the first hour and then becomes fully insane. Did you agree? Yeah, well, and but Hong Cho is amazing in it. She Hi, is incredible. She's, she's incredible. No, I'm not disputing that she's she's not amazing. But but I we can confirm that Hong Chow is not Vietnamese for, for scene, scene stealer. <laughs> like I get that it's a compliment, but like no, just call her a scene stealer. Yeah, just say. Oh my god, say it was great. Yeah. 
That's that's all it takes. I don't know. I and don't how like about him. if you're making a movie like that that you're willing to change in every act because it becomes a different movie in every <laughs> yeah. act? Oh, it's how about realize it should be all about her because yeah. she's the interesting part? Wow. And then change the movie. C- truly insane to pretend S- that Kristen Wiig is in it. Oh right! Like she is not in it. <laughs> she is not in it. She took a weekend off and did that movie. And also, the, I'll tell you what: when that movie fully lost itself was that zany music it was playing when when during the reveal that she didn't go through with it. They're like boop doop 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 doop. That's like happening while he's like on the phone with Kristen oh, Wiig, no. finding out that she didn't do it. It's like yeah, this movie tonally is a fucking garbage heap. I think it's important to say that Nathaniel just basically script doctored that movie in two sentences. There you go. So that could was... be another sideline of work for me, which Truly. I could use. So if anybody needs a script doctor, honestly, oh listen, <laughs> this is someone who knows his stuff. A uh, one very good one passed away last year, so we need another one. Who's that? Miss Carrie Fisher. Oh, Carrie, famous, famously famous script doctor, script doctored, and no one really knows that. Yeah, yeah, and famously wrote lots of novels, which a lot of I think Postcards. a lot of people haven't. Red, mm-hmm. but are amazing. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. incredible. She was in my list of like culture things. Uh, also, yeah. her wow. books. Oh, big yes. surrender the pink, which was after Postcards from the Edge, oh. even better than Postcards from really? the Edge. Wow, they should make that into a film. Then they should surrender the pink. I haven't seen Postcards from the Edge. I should see that. Have you seen Thelma and Louise? Famous. This is one of our. Oh my god! This is one of our big things. We have to friendship. sit down and watch that. I know. I've never seen it. That's my favorite movie ever. I think it's the best. It's and great. it's a Ridley Scott film, which makes me say, Ridley, I know you're better than this. <laughs> and I'm someone that even liked Prometheus. <laughs> I didn't hate... Did he direct the latest the latest movie, uh, the Covenant movie? No, he didn't do that one. He didn't do that one. He but. did Prometheus, which I liked. Um, he's very hit and miss. He's very super hit, hit and, miss. and miss. But when he hits, I think he's like among the best. But also he's working with like a fucking historically good script on Delma and Louise. So. And it's really kind of co-directed by... By Susan and Gina, I think. You think so? Oh, I think you know that Palm Door winner a few years back, Blue is the warmest color. Yes. How they the jury decided that the actresses should also have the Palm Door. Wow. wow. So yeah, it was the director yeah. and both actresses. That should have been Thelma and Louise. Wow. I think. I think I might agree. For the Oscars. So would you call yourself a Susan Sarandon apologist? No. Not, a, <laughs> not after the election? I can only take it so far. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, my yeah. God. Thelma and Louise only takes you so far. <laughs> exactly. I would say I'd be interested in smoking and getting very high with Susan Sarandon because she looks like a lot of fun. It looks like someone who definitely knows her way around marijuana. Okay. And that's it. Like, and then I probably would be like, oh, that was like really strange. Cause like she probably would say some crazy shit like Bernie uh, could like solve cancer or something. Could solve cancer. <laughs> uh, we've, had, we've had friends who've worked with her who've had nothing but nice things to say. Sure. Um, all right, Nathaniel. This is this is big. Are you ready? Not to put pressure on you. This is gonna. I'm be... not sure I'm ready. I didn't prepare anything awards. Okay. Yeah, but okay. yeah, but you know what? You, you know when this your is heart. all top of mind for you. You know, it's like it'll. You know, it's there. It's all there. You just have to skim. <laughs> and don't <laughs> feel free to not go as fast as we went because oh, yeah, yeah. we famously speak faster than we can think, and we can't <clears throat> think very fast. Whereas I think you have an incredibly fast mind. Yes. And maybe just maybe just just you know speak at well, your own pace. And and, and Nathaniel's <laughs> sharpness will will take him all the way here. Absolutely, we're giving can, we're giving pre color commentary. But, but yeah. can I break the rules and not make it about awards? You can do oh, whatever you want. Whatever I have you something I have to get no off rules. My... This is drag. This is drag. Okay, there are no rules. Okay, this is Nathaniel. <laughs> okay, we're about to here we go. Kick this off. This is Nathaniel. Nathaniel Rogers is. I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. now. I don't think so, honey. It is January twenty eighteen. And every January, I have to start the year hearing Frank Sinatra's New York, New York. Oh. Ew! 
And it was written for fucking Liza Minnelli. Oh! Yes. And it should be Liza Minnelli. You're right. And Frank Sinatra's always stealing from the Minnellis because they also call him. I know he's dead. But I don't don't care. Because the world's greatest entertainer. 30 seconds. uh, None of this heteronormative bullshit. That is Judy Garland's title. Yes! So now he start he stole that title mm-hmm. posthumously, but still stole it. Right. That's, still stolen nonetheless. And that's Judy's. And then takes seconds. New York, New York signature song from Liza Minnelli. And it bugs me every January is when I get worked up about it. So I just yes. wanted to share it with oh both my of you. God. I don't think so, honey. Oh yeah. my god, and wow. that's one minute. Amazing. Wow. You know what? And also an education because I truly you would never even know Liza was the was the was the one. Because it is constantly associated and wrongfully accredited to Frank. Yeah. Wow. And wow. It it's the first thing we hear every year, and that's why the world sucks. <laughs> that, and it's, and, it's, and it's every year you realize the world sucks because Frank yeah. sings it, and it's not his. It's like when, when the ball drops and you have this euphoric feeling of a new year, but something is wrong, it's because of what's playing. That's right. Yeah. And it's like, you guys know the filmmaker Bruce LaBruce? No. Okay, he's no. a gay indie filmmaker. Okay. Love him. Um, so he, he has this movie called <laughs> Raspberry Reich, and one of the things that the, the activists are always saying is heterosexuality is the opiate of the masses. <laughs> Truly. And that Truly. is why oh. it's always Frank Sinatra's voice instead of Liza's. Oh, my God. Wow. That's unbelievable. Okay, I have a question. Is the Judy Garland biopic with Anne Hathaway still happening? Oh, that's another thing I was going to bring up in this whole sh- like, <laughs> blah! Yeah. <laughs> is I was at a party for Les Mis. Oh. Uh-huh. And I was super, super sick. So I didn't want to breathe on Anne Hathaway because I worship her. Yes, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, you like Anne. And, but I don't, we do not need any more Judy Garland biopics. Thank sure. We you. have Me and My Shadows. <laughs> That's right. We have had Judy Davis. Um, we have had plenty, but Anne Hathaway should be starring on a Liza Minnelli biopic. Mm-hmm. And so I said so I said this at my table that I was uh-huh. sitting at this Les Mis thing, and Robert Wool is that the guy in Arliss, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Sure. He's at my table, and he gets up and goes to Anne Hathaway and tells her this. Oh. He took credit for my idea. <gasps> oh, my God! <laughs> Robert <laughs> Wool! Come, comes back to the table and say, oh, I told her, I told her that thing about Liza Minnelli. I don't Minnelli. think so, honey. Robert Wool. Oh, Robert Wool. Yeah, well, <laughs> too bad we had to search for that fucking credit. Arliss? <laughs> Sandra O's moved on from that. Why don't you, Robert? My favorite joke ever in 30 Rock. This is a lie. It's a joke from 30 Rock, but I like. And Jack Donaghy's like, what am I going to do? Listen to some Cable Ace Award winner? And Jane Krakowski goes, I was great in that Arliss. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So good. That's really good. So good. Oh, my God. But Anne should be in a, an Eliza biopic. Anyway, um, this has been so great. I want to say that I was literally scrolling through your website like I do every single day, and I saw that you had posted my web series called Power Couple oh, yeah. that I did with Sudie Green, and Bone was in the episode as yes, well, yes. and I had a literal heart attack because I don't respect anyone's taste more than yours. I think that I think this website is so good. I just It gives me so much joy every day. It's literally, I go to Facebook, I go to Gmail, I go to you. And I go to this website called Screamscape.com about theme parks. Oh, sure. Interesting. Are you a theme park gay? Um, I, I have been to the Disney Gay Days twice. Oh, wonderful. So we have but, never but been to Gay about Days. It. But that's about it. Well, listen. Listen. This you, is... you, you, you figure very prominently into Matt's life, into my <laughs> life now. It's wonderful. So thank Truly. you so much. And we can't wait for the Film Bitch Awards. Yes. Coming soon. Very Coming soon. soon. And for your top 10 for 2017. Now, do you try to do the Film Bitch Awards before... 
everything happens, everything hits. I try to do them before the Oscar nominations because I don't because the years I've done them after on accident, okay. people have been Reach like, "Oh, you're time. just oh. you're just trying to be a contrarian." Oh, oh. well, then time clock's ticking. I know you've got a week, <laughs> but it's in to be a contrarian. It's in. It's very. You in. like to be a contrarian. Oh, I would say we all do as much as the next person. <laughs> um, can't wait for the Film Bitch Awards. Can't wait for the for the top ten. Just want to say again, it's thefilmexperience.net. And you know what? Light, I don't think so, honey, to Squarespace, because Nathaniel was telling me, can, can, can we say this on the air? Sure. Squarespace has categorized the filmexperience.net as a legacy site what? in terms of the just the layout and the design, you know, the design, whatever the layout. <laughs> um, and they're not giving him the support that he needs, that he and his staff of writers need. So everybody should be donating to the site then. Donate to the I site. Or and he didn't ask, I did. Call up Squarespace. <laughs> call you know? up Squarespace and say, you know what? You make it very easy to make a site, but you don't make it easy to love you. Um, I want to say that Bowen and I, alongside Dave Mazzoni, are going to be in Chicago this weekend. We're going to be doing our, our show, Game Show, that um, Dave and I host, and Bowen is going to be the wise queer on that show. I can't wait. And I will also be performing at uh, paper machete at the Green Mill on yeah. Saturday of the twentieth. Uh, I'm so excited! It's one of my the favorite my favorite shows I've ever done. Yeah, so um, come out Chicago. Yeah. It's we're coming out. It's going to be very cold. It's show us, be, it's show be us a good warm. time. Is it? Yeah, like in well, the 40s. Where will we go after Scarlet or Berlin? What's the good one? Oh, Scarlet. We got to do Scarlet. So we're going to go to Scarlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But leave us alone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, check us out. Um, I think we're um, at nine p.m. on. Uh, Friday the 19th and Saturday the 20th yes. uh, as part of the Chicago Sketch Comedy Festival. We're very excited. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much, Nathaniel. This Yay! was our that was pleasure. Fun. fun to be here. So fun to have you. Um, okay, we always end with a song. Here we go. We are peaking so hard. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort 
and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work.